Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Retro Review with Rob and Terry. I am Rob. This is Terry. And we are back for episode number 79. Ooh, boy. Oh, 79. yeah. Now, we're getting to- turned into old. This this podcast is actually elderly now. Yeah, I was looking up old podcasts earlier. I'm like, we, we're doing a sports one tonight, and I was... I looked at, make sure we didn't do the same Rushmore, and I was like, that was Podcast 18, that was 60 podcasts ago. And then yeah. it just sounded weird saying it that way, even though we're on episode 79. I was like, that was 60 podcasts ago how we did that. <laughs> well, we have a special guest in our Sunnyland studios with us tonight for making his third appearance on Retro Review is my brother Zach. How we doing today? We're doing good, doing good. So am, Zach, I, am, I, not- the, am, I, am I the the most brought back guest? No. 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 Sarah. Gee. Sarah. Okay. Yeah, she's okay. done three or four now. Okay. At Ruby's least three. done two. So. Alex has done two. Okay. Vince has done one. Okay. Dad's done one. Well, well it was it, the lost episode. Yeah, no, he's yeah. done two because he was on for the Beatles as well. Oh, that's okay. right. He was on for the okay. Beatles. He did do a lost episode one. So, so I haven't I think select, Sarah. That was a good one, too. It really was a good podcast, and it got totally butchered. It, the, it is. It lost uh, Dad's whole audio. So it was just me and Terry talking, having a conversation with Dad, but you couldn't hear Dad. Yeah, he had a lot of good. Oh, he had a lot of good stuff to say too. That's all. I think we'll just redo it this December because it was a I'm, lot of fun. I'm okay with that. I can probably just yeah. dig up my notes. It'll save me time. <laughs> I don't ever keep my notes. Terry's like the record keeper of the podcast, dude. Files, bang, right there, and he's got all of them right there. Every podcast. I never do mine on my phone. I'm I, old school, man. It, it's just easy. I can change the font. Look at that. I got yeah. categories and I got bold yeah, and everything. That's well, that's you can change a font, man. You can change the font with the best of them, huh? Well, it looks <laughs> nice. Zach's looking at it. He can yeah, tell it looks I'm good. I'm telling you, it looks better than mine. <clears throat> but yeah, we're, we brought Zach on tonight because we are doing what he listed as his favorite movie of all time. And that is the 1987 Gene Hackman classic, Hoosiers. Man, that was a fun rewatch. Been a long time. Yep. Yeah, you had said you, you you thought you only saw this movie so one time. I right, watched Terry? that movie probably 500 times. I mean, I'm not <laughs> lying. Every time I worked at Family Video, I used to play that movie. I used to just make people watch it. Uh, so I've watched it. So it was cool to go back and watch it um, this past week just to yeah, kind of... I can just, imagine the regulars you know. coming in. Like, seriously? I know. Oh, they again? did. <laughs> then I was like, oh my gosh, again. <laughs> but it's Terry, just you a, were laughing a at movie. You were laughing at me because I told you I'd watched Empire Strikes Back at least 100 times. Oh, that... I can believe that for sure, but man. But that's probably all the way through, like sat down and watched it all the way through a hundred times. So. But keep, yeah, keep in mind, if Rob worked at a movie store, I think he would have surpassed 500 oh, with for Empire. Sure. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, uh, yeah, we are on episode number 79, and we are having lots of fun getting inching ever closer to that two-year anniversary. So we are. It's October now. I can't believe it's October already. I'm happy. Me too. Yeah. I love the fall. This is my yep. favorite time of year. You can keep your ninety degree heat sitting outside, you know, getting sun poisoning by the pool. I want to be in sweatshirt. Yeah, so that's to, the only thing yeah. I'm missing is the pool. Other than that, I'm happy with the fall. Yeah, well, yep. seventy nine. Well, let's take a let's take a quick look at some celebrities who are seventy nine years old. Are totally not senile and not experiencing dementia president joe biden is 79 years old is he gonna run for re-election he says he is oh god have you heard you know us what? talking about like we really think there should be an age limit <laughs> yes 100 that was one of my 100%. united states of robs there should be a cutoff you can't run for president what was it after 75 
Yeah, so, so, or no, it was younger early, than that. It was like 65 or something like that. But yeah, it's like dementia can start 100%. setting in quickly. Yep. And you want somebody running an entire country like yep. that? Yep. I'm sure uh, he had a lot obvious. of good things to say back in the day, but yeah, he's falling asleep up there. He just... Yep. He looks lost. Yep. I honestly wish that he hadn't had the dementia going on because at least you'd get like the real Joe Biden. Joe Biden was kind of uh, um, like very stern or very, uh, uh, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for. He he wasn't like a pushover. But he's like a, like a, he's like a walking pushover right now. He's being, so, he's a puppet at he this is. point. Mm-hmm. He's <laughs> being ben, ben Shapiro calls him a, a house plant. He's always like, what's the, <laughs> house, what's the house plant on today? <laughs> <laughs> well, some, yeah. other sev- some other 79-year-olds. We've got Robert De Niro. There nice, you go. Nice. Legend. Mick, yep. Mick Jagger. Legend. Judge Judy. Not so much. <laughs> Although Joe I heard Pesci. she was one of the most uh, well-paid TV yeah. uh, personalities at one time. I don't know if she still is, but she was making bank way more than everybody. Oh, yeah. Big time. Uh, Joe Pesci is yeah, 79 years old. Wow. That just doesn't seem right. Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, if you've seen The Irishman, then it's yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hard yeah. to watch. For real. For real. It's a long movie, man. Yeah. <laughs> right. Great movie. Uh, Christopher Walken is 79. Gloria Gaynor. Roger Waters. Barry Manilow is 79 years old. Okay. I figured he was older. Uh, Martin Scorsese, 79. Yeah, right. Joe Namath, 79. Broadway Joe is 79 years old. Newt Gingrich. Jerry Jones, owner of the Cowboys, is 79 years old. Tony Bassel. Oh, hey, Mickey, you're so fine. That's right. She's <laughs> 79 years old. <laughs> uh, let's see. No, a lot of these I don't really know that well. John May, Geraldo Rivera is 79 years old. The Iron Sheik is 79. <laughs> oh. uh, you could probably still slap a camel clutch on you yeah, and make it tap for out. Sure. You follow him on Twitter? Oh, I love him on Twitter. You know, that's God, not the, he's really funny. That's not the real Iron Sheik, though. You don't think so? No, he's died. Mm-hmm. Iron Sheik, I think the Iron Sheik's dead. Am I wrong? Yeah. They don't have it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, the whole Kogan, you the Bubba. <laughs> yeah, he just, it's like, it's, hilarious. it's almost like they let Grandpa have the phone and it's just hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Iron Sheik's 80. Okay, okay. Yeah, he's a great Twitter follower. Oh, by now he's 80? Did he have a birthday recently? Back in March. So, yeah, okay, so about six, right. seven months ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, this list is apparently a little off. <laughs> You know, Zach, we missed the timing. We should have had you on last week and done Hoosiers because then it would have been celebrities who were born in 78 mm. who share yeah. a birth year with you. Yep. But uh, we'll do 79. These are celebrities born in 79. Courtney Kardashian was born in 79. Super important to our country and For our sure. culture. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know how those people are famous. It's so dumb. I, you ever see that, that meme? Yeah. You ever see that yeah. meme where Buffalo lost a game or something and then like at the last second and they back in the early seventies and because of that they got the number one draft pick the next year and they took OJ Simpson and and OJ Simpson <laughs> killed his wife and the Kardashian represented him and then if it weren't for the Buffalo Bills screwing up that play, we wouldn't have keeping up with the Kardashians. <laughs> We'd have never known who they yeah, were. Exactly. They're, uh, they're aliens. They just are. Oh my gosh. They're just are. Kevin Hart was born in seventy nine. Okay. Chris Pratt, star of the Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're older than Kevin Hart, Zach. <laughs> that makes you feel Aaliyah was born in 79. But most people are taller than Kevin Hart. That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. All right, 5'2. Yeah, he's short. <laughs> Heath Ledger was born in 79, along with uh, Pink, Jason Momoa, 
John Krasinski was born in 79. Right on. Flo Rida was born in 79. All these rappers are turning 40s and 50s now, and it's kind of interesting to see. Like, you get the classic rock guys that still go on tour, and, you know, they, they bring in their audience that's their age. I'm waiting for the, like, 60-year-old Eminem, Dre, Snoop, you know, arena tour in, uh, like, 10 years. Yeah, that's going to be yeah. ridiculous. It'll be, the, it'll be called the Sit and Smoke Tour. <laughs> <laughs> God, I got to admit, I'm uh, uh, Flo Rida. It took me longer than I would like to admit to realize that it was just Florida. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh. I heard his name first before I saw it written down. Yeah, like, yeah. All right, there's Flo yeah. Rida, whatever. And it was like a year before yeah. I even realized it. <laughs> that makes sense, though. If you don't see it written down, you would think it would just be Flo Rida, you know? But it's yeah. actually just Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty catchy. Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul was born in 79. All right. Zach, you never did watch. Oh, we talked about this before, have we? How you've never watched Breaking Bad? Solid show, one oh of the best, gosh. and still one of the stupidest reasons to never watch a show I've ever heard in my life. Uh, that's so, not a great opening scene. It's opening. so so. Yeah, I've heard. So I just good. have so many series. I can't. Have you guys gotten into the Dahmer? Yeah, we're about yeah. Seven I'm like or on eight ep- I got. I just watched episode yeah. three last night. Oh my gosh! Oh what? my gosh! Yeah, don't tell me how the rest. I mean, I know. How I haven't got through it all. I'm on like episode six. I'm not even. Yeah, so okay. I think I must be one past you. But yeah. yeah, I just feel like it, even from the very first episode, it just moves slowly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, I mean, yeah. it's good. It's a good material, but it's yeah. just a little too slow paced for my liking. So I won't go back and rewatch it. But no, it's one of those. It's just like the OJ Simpson one that they did, yeah. where it was like a, a, I love those, but I love that it's about something real and it happened during like our generation. You know that we remember. Right. That's what makes it better. Yeah, what, so it's what really makes cool. it uh, tolerable is that it happened. Yeah, have you seen the Twitter where people act like that voice? Or like, but I made you a sandwich. Like, <laughs> dude, it is hilarious. It's hilarious. It's all these people doing it to like their wives and stuff. They're like, oh my god, stop! You're freaking me out. <laughs> uh, Mama June was born in '79. Yuck! <laughs> you know who Mama June was, Zach? I do not. From Honey Boo Boo. Honey Boo Boo. Oh, Honey Boo Boo's okay, yeah. mom. The mom. Thing, okay, yeah. Wow. Yeah, she, there's she, a funny meme online. goes way back when it was on the air. It was her and then her daughter standing right in front of her. And somebody put that and next to it. They put a picture of Krang from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> 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 and it looked s- yeah, scary it how close it was. It was <laughs> uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt is also uh, born in 79. Uh, Mindy Kaling. Ah, born in 79 rose burn uh let's see here i think it's about it that i recognize so yeah 79 some good ones things keep moving all along i wrote down for 79 that uh that is less than the total number of weeks it has taken or i just messed that up it is less than the total amount of weeks since the bears last beat the packers it is uh, seven in a row, <laughs> 12 out of 13. Or we can look at it as they have three wins versus the Packers in a decade. In tw- in 10 years, I looked at it today, they have three wins against the Packers. Disrespect. Yeah, it's That's, uh, is that a rivalry? <laughs> I mean, is that even a rivalry anymore? It will be once Aaron Rodgers. Man, I don't know. I don't know. Until yeah. Look, Jordan Love steps up. You're breaking my heart, but you're not saying anything that's not true. Wow. Yeah. They suck. It's just they've owned us for 10 years, and it wasn't always like that, man. I mean, once Brett Favre came on the scene, that tilted the power in their side, of course, but we still were competitive with them. We would still upset them. Now Aaron Rodgers, as much as I hate the fact that he said it and he enjoys it, he really does own the Bears. Yeah. 
and we oh god uh so are you guys be, still I, i've been listening to you guys the last couple of weeks are you guys still on the justin fields like potential or are you guys completely on board i'm not with, writing him off yet i'm not writing oh, him off man, yet that's him I, because I've, I've he's on my enough. fantasy team he sucks i've seen enough bro if two <laughs> I've different not head enough. coaches and he hasn't even played but he hasn't even played the equivalent of a full season yet okay let me ask you off? this let me ask you this you're a head coach you come in and you've got patrick mahomes as your as your quarterback are you going to throw the ball a lot you're going to be like, oh, I've got this guy that can just whip the ball around. I'm throwing. He has a brand new head coach who knows how to win. He comes in. Uh-oh. <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't good. We're going to run. It's third and 11, and we're running a draw. That'll tell you what they think of that dude. <laughs> Look, man. I, don't, I don't claim to understand the choices <laughs> in the play calling, but I do know this. I think they're trying to protect him, which I think is wrong. I think, I think what's going to happen is we play. Who do we play this week? We're going to get smeared. Uh, <laughs> you play uh, – um, we play somebody good, and we're going to get it handed to us. I say Minnesota. We're playing Minnesota this week. And uh, I think we're going to go down early because I don't think anybody can uh, cover Justin Jefferson long enough for one of our defensive linemen to get to the quarterback. So I think this is the week you're going to have to see them say, okay, if you we're going to win this game, we, you're going to have to just show up. I think this is like a show-up game, hopefully. I think he's got all the talent in the world. I hope he does. Uh, I am not jumping ship yet, but I'm also considering, and maybe I'm being too forgiving, but I'm also considering that he has no offensive line. He has no time to throw. He has less time in the pocket than any other quarterback in the NFL, and he has no real wide receivers. Their number one should be a number three at best. Yeah. And so, I mean, there's there's things working against him, but, you know, look, I've, I, I supported Cutler for far too long. So I probably won't make that same mistake, but he has, like I said, he hasn't even played the equivalent of a whole season yet. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just keep a, uh, I'll keep a life preserver on the boat for you when you're ready to jump in. Cause, uh, <laughs> all right, because I'm off of it. That dude is, that dude's terrible. He doesn't have it up top, man. He can have all the athleticism, all the arm strength. There's something about the NFL. That's why there's only ten people in the whole world who, who are good at it. Like literally, there's like ten good quarterbacks in the whole world, and it's just, it's all because of quick decisions on your feet. And I mean, it's half a, not even half a second. It's probably a millisecond. You have to look at something to make a read, and. He just he just doesn't have it. I wish him the best. It sucks, but uh, it's just how it goes. Like Aaron Rodgers, you talked about receivers. He has he has Randall Cobb is his guy. Yeah, but that Aaron Rodgers. I'm not asking for Justin Fields to be Aaron Rodgers. No, but I just don't want him to be, you know, Kyle Orton. You just don't want I him to be wanna... Justin Fields. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, speaking of good quarterbacks, uh, evidently Tom Brady chose football over his wife. Wow, how about that? How about he that? doesn't seem to be playing all that well this year, so he may have made a poor choice. I think so. What a life decision! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll take I'll take finishing you know ten and seven in Tampa Bay over one of the most famous supermodels and mother of my children. And uh, yeah, but like I don't I don't I don't I don't hate on him wanting to come back. I don't know what all is going on in that marriage. It could Nobody be a lot does. of other right. stuff that has something. To yeah, do, I'm to speculating. Do but I, if if she's divorced him because he went back to play football, I think that's wrong. Like if you get to play at the highest level of anything, you do that until you can't do it no more. That's how I feel. If I could play in the NBA, I'm, until my legs fall off, I would do it. Now, if and if your wife who knew you did that before you even were married to her, that's why she married you partly. Then she's got to stick with that. I mean, I just don't. I don't think that's it. I think there's a lot more that goes on to it. I'm sure um, there is, but. Yeah, that's it's not good. And then did you see Antonio Brown's post on Twitter? Yes. yes. Oh my gosh, that dude is so. And did you see what Cole Beasley posted? Uh. Uh-uh. 
He's like, uh, hey, Giselle, I got you. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it's terrible. These people are ruthless. Man, that disrespect, too. Tom yeah. Brady brought Antonio Brown. Yes, in. yes. Antonio Brown's nuts. This he is, is not nuts. right. He just no. he just exposed himself in a pool. Like, yeah. he literally might be getting arrested because he just exposed himself in a pool. Yeah, he's not on Oh, my gosh. He's definitely yeah, he's not right. No. Well, we kind of touched on a little bit now going into rants and raves. I already ranted a little bit the Bears. Uh I think this team needs an identity, and their identity is, hey, let's just see what Fields has got. Let's stop trying to win games. Here's my thought. I meant to bring this up, bring this up just a minute ago. The Bears' offense is running like they're trying to win football games. Conservative, no mistake, try not to make turnovers, just try to control the game. And, and the Bears' defense is, eh, they're middle of the pack, but they're hoping that maybe they can do that bend and not break and keep the scores up. They haven't given up a lot of points yet, so there's that, but – they're, they're, they're game planning like, well, let's try to win as many games as we can. I don't care about winning games. We're not going anywhere this year. I want Justin Fields to throw the ball 35 times a game and see if he's actually got anything. But I think that so. new coach has to win games. So his way No, winning, I don't think he has to right now. I, they he know might what's going think on. that way, though. Like, he might yeah. think he has to win games. So if he feels like he has to win games, and then his best chance at winning games is to have Justin Fields hand the ball off on third and 11, that'll tell you about Justin Fields. But it tells you about him, too. So. That's my rant on the Bears. Uh, <laughs> is that I think they're trying too hard yeah. to, you know, win games. They don't don't win games this year. We need we need a top flight wide receiver. So if we finish in the bottom three, that's great for us for sure. So, all right, Terry, did you have any rants this week? Uh, yeah. Well, it's going to be some fantasy football. I was just double checking my numbers here. Does it bother you, Rob, that? Somebody that has almost 100 points less than you and over 100 points less than me is somehow undefeated <laughs> in the league. That's crazy. I, I sent him a screenshot. Yeah. I, I sent him a screenshot. I said, yeah. you're the luckiest player in this league. I sent one back no to him. What was it? First place. Yeah. Yeah. You got Steve in our league <laughs> yeah. who has more points than you. <laughs> hasn't won a game. Yeah, I know. Hasn't I know. won one. Yeah. More points than you. I'm telling you right now, though, my team it can, can play. We actually are like, we're just steady. <laughs> Like you're not steady. We are. Fact, you watch and see. Watch and see. Your whole statistic is you have faced the fewest points of anybody uh, in our league, bro. You this, get everybody on is, their worst week. The whole league is is about luck. Your Let's points allowed is four thirty four. Yeah. The next lowest is five oh seven. Yep. Yeah. It's all right, man. It's just how it goes. <laughs> you play to win the game. Oh my god. Uh, it's crazy. I did, Terry. I texted him. Was it today, wasn't it? Or yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday. It was yesterday. I sent him just a picture. I said, you are the luckiest player in this yeah, league. Yeah. I'm not worried, though. I feel like my team, has since it averages way more points than he does, I think I'll be all right. Yeah, I'm not. In right. the long run. The, the biggest thing with it is you have to be in the top four to make the playoffs, right? Yeah. I didn't make the playoffs last year, so I at least wanted Because when you get in the no, playoffs. No, not the top four, is it? I think it was six. top six. six. Okay, yeah, I, need, I, didn't, I didn't make that top six last year. No. So I need to be in that top six. So starting off 4-0 helps me for sure. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. finished the regular season on top, and then look yeah. what happened. I yeah. lost like first time I played anybody yeah. in the playoffs. I went to but, a championship game, and Steven Taggin took me out. Yeah, he yeah. is sneaky. Like He might be 0-4 now, but I wouldn't be surprised he turns it around. He's got yeah. a decent team. Maybe I could well, do Zach, some how ba- about you? Okay, my rants. Uh, my first rant uh, – was I'm just gonna just attack you today on your own podcast, oh bro? Jeez, whatever. Uh, Rob and his unconditional love for the Cardinals and Pujols. Like, oh, what is have, that? It's respect. What? No, no, no. Hold on. Dude, Let's I back up real quick. Sosa. 
Oh my lord! There is no <laughs> there is no true Cardinal fan who likes the Cubs. You are not a true. So let me ask you this: It don't Rob. matter. I respect the Cubs when they want. I don't like the Cardinals. You didn't respect us. You you. you I didn't you, like them, bro. I said I, I I've like listened Albert to the last Pujols. three podcasts, and you are you might as well be a Cardinal fan. I have no, oh my gosh. Let me ask I'll, you this. Let me ask you this. When the when the Packers beat the Bears to go to the Super Bowl, did you root for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers? Absolutely not. So why would you root for the Cardinals? I hope Pujols, Pujols gets in a car wreck on his way to the game. <laughs> I don't want I don't want him winning anything. Why would I root for our nemesis who's like literally killed us for a couple years? I was can't rooting for Pujols to get I that milestone. Do can't do it, man. I Absolutely, will never root for the. I don't even root for Metamora because of the Redbirds. It's like the Cardinals. That's how I feel. So like, that's the I, only reason you don't well, root for there's, Metamora. There's some oh, it's not because that, they knocked you out of the state playoffs in your senior year. That's not anything to do with it either. Well, you want to talk about Limestone knocking you out? Then you want to talk about that <laughs> greatest team ever, the ninety two ninety three Limestone Rockets. Well, it was their best team ever. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it was ninety one, ninety two. Anyway, if you're gonna, but man, I just—it's hard listening to podcasts and I can't talk to you guys. And then I'm like, you know what? I get on here. I'm gonna call Rob on this Cardinal love. Like, what are we doing here? You know, it's Tom, not Cardinal love. It's Pujols love. Oh man, dude, look, dude, he was—he spent—he spent just as much time. Uh, well, not just as much, but the guy hit seven hundred home runs. You're gonna be that Raleigh rat for Halloween, aren't you? No, you're, you're gonna but I'm going to be, I'm going to give respect where it's due. <laughs> Seven you know what it is, Zach? I think your uh, problem is, is that you need to understand the basic truth about life. And that is game recognizes game. Oh, okay. And you don't know that. So why don't you, you recognize don't... Aaron Rodgers then? Because he's a scumbag and I hate him. <laughs> he still does. He still knows he's great. Uh, I'll tell you. I'll uh, tell you he's one of the best to ever it's play a great, quarterback. It's a great storyline. Cardinals great. Blah, 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 blah. I ain't rooting for him. I ain't watching it. I don't want to hear nothing about it. I hope they get beat. I'm I'm, I'm rooting for the Philadelphia Phillies. The Greatest Phil- team what, ever. Why would you want the Phillies? <laughs> the Phillies are awful. Because I am a Cubs fan. A real fan Cubs so fan. So am I. Nah, you're, Dude, you're, you're I don't, 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 Cardinals fan, cover. not a Cub hater. You're like a rally rat. Life's too short to hate. I'm not like a rally rat. <laughs> I'm just recognizing game, man. I'm just I, I recognizing game. I got you, man. So, yeah, that was my first rant. That was my first one is Rob's <laughs> unconditional love for Cardinals. Uh, You've converted him, Terry. It took you 79 episodes, but he's a true <laughs> dead bird not now. Converted. He's a true no, dead bird. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. But I got I it. I've, I've said it on here before, but I'll say it exactly just so you understand the reason why I've softened my anti-Cardinal stance is because of Cardinal fans like Dad and Terry who cheered for us in 2016 when we broke our losing streak and won the World Series, and I got congratulatory texts and genuine feelings of they were happy for us to finally get one. I never and, got that. Uh, I never got that. Well, that's because of listen to how you talk. <laughs> yeah, we don't Tom, have, Ryan, we and Tyler, news. they were like, what, the Cubs won? That's my other Cardinals fans <laughs> I deal with. I've just watched the Cardinals win so much in my generation. It was nice to have our little Cubs run, you know, since yeah. about 2012, 2013. Um it was nice to just see us kind of make those gains, and now we're right back to freaking the this is the bottom I mean, sellers. Look, you know? I, I was taking pictures of T-shirts and hats nice. on my phone here because respect. Okay. You know, I was like, hey, that's pretty cool that those hats and shirts exist. You're a better man than me, T. Yeah, see, I, I do remember texting the Terry. moment that they won. Uh, I remember texting Terry, me like, this is how you guys felt all those times. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing feeling. Yeah. All right, well, let me ask you this, Zach, then, since we're just on, we're dancing around the subject and it's a sports-themed podcast tonight, Terry and I were talking about uh, when we did our Super Bowl Twenty podcast, and I said on the pro- on the show that uh, that I think the Bears winning the Super Bowl is my greatest sports 
moment in my life, my favorite sports moment in my life. What's yours? Is it 16 Cubs or is it one of the six Bulls wins? No, it's one of the Bulls wins for sure. Is it probably? Would you narrow it down to which one? Um, uh, I, I would. I, man, I don't know. First probably, first. probably the the first one of the second three Pete because I missed him so much. And then him yeah. coming back, and then you got to remember they won seventy two games that year. Right. It was like it was like a show on the floor every night. So that was pretty special to me. But all of them were. And the Cubs. I mean, you were there. We were there together watching the Cubs game yeah. when they won that. That was special. Um, the Bears was special. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think yeah, it'd probably have to be the Bulls. The first one. Yeah, ninety six Bulls was uh, yeah. on our Rushmore. Yeah, I would have to say yep, that for sure. Just because you remember how? I mean, I I still remember like. Uh, his first game back, I'm working as a telemarketer for Foster yeah, yeah, yeah. Gallagher, and he's playing Indiana, and I'm like, I just couldn't wait to get home to watch the game. And that was when he came back. You know, they didn't win it because they got beat right. when he came up. But then the next year when they were like full blur with Rodman, yeah. um, I watched all 82 games and all however many games were in the playoffs. I think they great. only lost one or two in the playoffs that year. It was so. definitely something to look forward to every day. Yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah. Hey, I want to go back to your Cubs hit real quick. Uh-oh. I can this stat <laughs> right here I, makes me really understand why a lot of Cubs fans hate Cardinal fans so much. It's it's a most recent season having the worst record in the National League, and it shows the last year that a team had the worst record. Mm-hmm. And you go down here, and there's all these teams, and then oh, Cubs. Wow. Last time they had the worst record was 2006. Then you got all the way down to the Atlanta Braves was the second to furthest back. The last time they were last, 1990. St. Louis. 1918. Yep. Was the last time. 1918. That was the last time they were the, they were the worst team in the National League. So they don't need your help, Rob. They don't <laughs> I need can, another I fan. I didn't give them any help. They don't need another fan. I gave respect to Pujols. Jeez. 104 oh years. Rally rat. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to some other rants. <laughs> uh, went and saw a movie today. Nice. At the theater. That was kind of nice. Went with Sarah while kiddo was in school. We went and saw Smile. Oh my God! Please, why? Oh, I saw the. Why would you that. go watch that progressive feminist garbage? It really wasn't. It wasn't. No, it was. It was. Uh, it was really creepy for most of it. I'm gonna save you guys the trouble though, because by the time it gets to the end of the movie, it gets real stupid real quick. Uh, and but. It has it does a great job with the jump scares. I haven't been to a movie oh, yeah. or seen a horror movie in a while that has good jump scares because we're so conditioned to know when they're coming and feel them out. <clears throat> this job, did, this movie did a pretty good job. So I'll give okay. them that. But the end of the movie—that's a rant. Well, the mo- end of the movie is trash. So it felt like I wasted oh, my time. Oh, I got you. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I jumped on your. I'm saving in there too quick. S- saving you the trouble of going and watching it, unless you want to enjoy the jump scares and get Crystal or something. Even though I know she won't watch it with you. No, she won't watch it. <laughs> Neither would I you. can't get Crystal to watch movies that I tell her I think you'll love this movie. She just, <laughs> yeah, she doesn't watch movies. She doesn't like movies. I'll yeah. find out if I like it on my own. Yeah. Thank you. If it ain't the Notebook, <laughs> Jen ain't watching it. <laughs> like for I've it. never watched the Notebook. Oh, Lord. keep it that way. Yeah. All right. Well, here's a rant that's probably gonna jump on Zach a little bit. Oh. Yeah. Maybe it may be you too, Terry. What? Uh. I'm I'm turning, I'm jumping off of House of the Dragon. I haven't it's watched just it not yet. keeping my interest. Alex said the same thing. He's like, dude, I'm six episodes in, and I I just I I'm I just don't care. It. No, I'm not watching I was fine 
until episode six or five when they changed up freaking actors. I was fine oh, yeah. until that moment. I actually was kind of getting brought in. I, I I don't think it's as good as Game of Thrones season one by any by any stretch of the imagination, but. The fact that it has parts of Game of Thrones in it, I'm I'm kind of staying along. But when they change up the actresses, I'm like, but well, you change up the two main ones, but the 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 king can still stay the same. The, the well, they didn't even change. They only changed the one actress. No, they changed both of the girls, didn't they? No, I think they only changed the the Targaryen girl, whatever her name is. I think they changed the other the girl. Other... Looks the same. Why did they change them? I, I don't it's, know. It's supposed to be a jump in time. Yeah, but like okay. ten years. But all the other, but all the other people that are in that thing are still the same. In the yeah, it's like they the just changed character. one. Yeah, it's so weird. It's so weird. It's dumb. Like I said, I'm 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 off it. I don't know that I watch anymore. I may once the season's done catch up, but I have no. I have. I just don't care about anybody yeah. in the show. You're not looking yeah. forward to it. So they, they don't have enough evil. <laughs> I'm being real. They don't have enough yeah. evil. It's not no. like you hated the Lannisters and King of and uh, Game from of episode one. From episode one, you hated. Or and then yeah. you had you still had the Night Walkers like as something in the back of your mind. Then you hated the Lannisters. Then you hated Joffrey. like yeah. Then you like it just kept going. You don't hate anybody. I don't even hate the uncle right now. The dude who's supposed no. to be kind of evil to me. He's like the most interesting person right now. You yeah. know, so. I'm not yeah, giving and, in yet, but I'm with you. I'm totally not. I'm really disappointed since they changed her up. Yeah. And I like I said, I was. I don't know who I said this to, but I don't know if you guys are familiar with the concept of the uncanny valley, where the thing that humans have an aversion to uh, any kind of a uh, a robot or anything or a mannequin that looks too human but not quite human. That people have an aversion to that because you can tell that it's that it looks like it's supposed to be human, but it doesn't. There's something wrong with it. I think that's what my feelings are in House of the Dragons because it looks like Game of Thrones, it sounds like Game of Thrones, but it's not Game of Thrones. Yeah. And so there's just I just don't think it's gonna live. Very few spinoffs ever measure up. Yeah. I mean, let's I'm trying to think of one off the top of your head. The only one I could think of is Frasier. That's the one I which was is a spinoff of spinoff of Cheers. I can't think of another spinoff that's been successful. I didn't yeah. even know that was a spinoff. <laughs> yeah. Right yeah, now, yeah I because Frasier Crane that. was in. Yeah. I didn't really ever get that into Frasier or Cheers, but um, right. I, I remember we had this conversation before. I didn't like the last season of Game of Thrones, and I know nobody else did either, but I didn't like it that I didn't think it was not well-written. I thought that they just went through all these stories way too quick, like bing, 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 right. bing. That's exactly what they're doing with House of Dragons. It's like they have like this little story, and then it's over before the episode. Back with, House of, back with, with Game of Thrones, you might have something that lasts like four episodes before you get a conclusion on that situation, you know? And it's like now it's like they'll have like – this little situation, and before the it, like five minutes later, it's all done. You know, it's like it's just yep. they, they're just skimming the surface on stuff instead of getting really detailed and deep into it. I don't know. We'll see. I'm not giving up to it all the way, but I'm definitely not anywhere close when I was in the Game of Thrones. That's for sure. <laughs> Did you guys have any other rants? I had just a couple, but I'll just read through them real quick for you so you got them all. I put uh, semis in the left lane. I drove to Michigan and got stuck behind a semi for like an hour and a half. I just. Semis in the left lane. That's a rant. Uh, you have a you 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 have a grudge against semis. You've had this yeah. for a long time because I can't stand when a semi tries to pass another semi, but then you just go just as slow, maybe a half a mile <laughs> per hour. But I just that always gets me. Uh, politics and Hurricane I, uh, Ian. I know you talked yeah. a little bit about it. I can't stand it right now. They're trying to throw DeSantis under a bus. Like he didn't tell Fort Myers to evacuate, but he told Fort. He told everybody to evacuate. You d- to make your right. own decision. Yeah. People in Florida, like Mindy was saying, like they're most they don't move. They board up. They, they they hunker down and they get through it. Like I was down there for Hurricane Floyd in two thousand and they, they don't they don't they're not like up here where we're all like, Oh my god, you know. They are used to it. Now the flooding was crazy, but nobody expected right. fifteen foot, you know, floodways coming in, yeah. you know, and into Fort Myers. So I hate the politics 
And then the last thing is just cost of living right now. Six kids, you know, me and Jen, eight of us. It's just no joke anymore. Like, I, we were just sitting down there. Like, we got like $3,000 going on in bills that aren't even like real bills. It's like cell phones, Jaden's rent, um, like, you know, HBO, Showtime, things like that. They just all add up. And it's just like, oh, my gosh. Like, I don't even know how people yeah. do it anymore. You know, it's yeah. so crazy. So those are my rants. Those are the last of them. Good rants. Those are good rants. So. The politics and stuff, man, on, on we talked about it. I hate politics, and at times like this, I hate it even more. Yeah, Terry, how about you? Do you have any other rants? Nope. I just got a few raves. It won't take long. I got a, I got one rave that um, I, I, I sent you this, Terry. Did you get a chance to listen to that thing I sent you, that Spotify link? No, I didn't. I was busy when you sent it, and I forgot uh, to go back. That's all right. It's fine. I'll explain it. I stumbled upon a podcast this last week called Everything is Alive. And what it is is this guy does it's completely straight-faced but it sounds like an NPR interview, and he does these interviews with inanimate objects. And they have he has actors that are speaking as the inanimate object. And it's just so mundane, but it's so weird that it's it's not like a you're not gonna, you know, cry tears while you're laughing, but I'm super interested in it. It's very funny. He's got a very uh subtle uh sense of humor. And like the one that I sent Terry was they he did a uh an interview with a pregnancy test. And so this pregnancy test is talking about their, their life, what their life is. He's like, well, you know, it, it hurts my feelings sometimes when, when young boys come in down the aisle at the store I was on and they would laugh and giggle. She said, but it's just, it was a, this stuff like that. I've listened to one the interview with the pillow, one with a can of soda. And so I'm just, <laughs> I'm really, kind of, yeah, I really just got into it. It's really interesting. If you get a chance to check out the podcast, everything is alive. I think you'll enjoy it. That's cool. All right. I, I will definitely get check it out. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah. Yeah. So that was it. That was my only other rave. Zach, did you have any raves this week? Uh, I do. My first one is uh, House Targaryen is 4 0. We already talked about that. Oh, my God. Can, yeah. Cannot beat that. 4 0, baby. Yeah. With the hardly uh, any points. <laughs> uh, just win. That's, you just show Who do you up. you face win. this week? I hope it's me. Um, no. <laughs> I'm up against Alex this week. So. I think I got Ryan this week. I got I can't remember who it is. He's actually picked to beat me by like two. Uh, but all of us, if you look, other than Alex, we're all picked like in like the 150s most weeks. Like 150, not, not 150. Like in 170s. You're playing Rick, and he's the one that he. You're lucky because he uh, has Kamara on the bench or whatever. Yeah, he's got some people that are yeah. hurting. So I'm telling you, my team is slowly moving in the right direction. That running back from Kansas City's been straight. Khalil Herbert gets the ball like 18 times now. I already got two yeah. really good receivers in Lamb and uh, and Cup. Um, my my other quarterback is not very good. I had Winston. I thought he was going to be an MVP candidate. Maybe he ain't it. <laughs> so I got Cooper Rush right now, and then I've got obviously Aaron Rodgers, the man, the man. That's why you're on Aaron yeah, Rodgers, yeah, baby. So much now. I forgot yeah. these on well, your team. And then I'm listening to you rave about these Cardinals, and I was like, there ain't no way you'd be raving about the Packers like he does the Cardinals. Yeah. So I just, it. yeah, I just want you to know, I'd be you'd be 0 and 4 if you played me every week just so you know <laughs> I just, that's okay that's okay i play who's in front of me that's all i could do i play who's in front of me. so yeah i had uh and you just want me to read through mine My, yeah just, okay so house targaryen four no uh brad underwood's recruiting you guys probably but that's the illinois recruiting he's killing it recruiting like literally the for, best now they 
Go ahead. For for Illinois basketball. Um, All right. He's just killing it. He's like a Calipari with getting these recruits, man. He is. He's literally Illinois. So paying him is what you're saying. I don't yeah. know, baby. Well, they got the NIL money now, so he doesn't even have to. It's legal. Oh, that's right. Know? Yeah. Um, but he, the Illinois will be in a Final Four in the next two, three years. Just watch. He's that good at recruiting right now. Um, wow. My Their football coach is pretty good, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I listened to that whole game on Saturday. It was cool. I'd really like to go to the game this Saturday, but I just don't think we're going to do it. But I'd like to go up there and watch them. I think they'll beat Iowa, and then they're going to be sitting, literally have a chance this year. So um, I, I listened to Terry last week or a couple weeks ago talk about your daughter being on a really bad soccer team and having a hard time with it. Well, Laney's basketball team is terrible. Uh-huh. There's literally four eighth graders. Four. That's it. There's not even a starting five. And then they bring up all these seventh graders. So she's having to like play through some stuff, and she's just been really good for three games. So I'm giving her a shout-out. Um, the Notre Dame Irish, I want to give a shout-out for the fourth most all-time wins, second most national titles, and tied for first on Heisman wins. Um <laughs> And I'd like and to give a shout-out to... And who did they lose to this week? You want to <laughs> shout-out the people that beat them this week, uh, this year? Uh, it's okay. I just want to talk about that No, 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 no. I just want to talk, talk about, about, talk about We are Marshall here, Zach. So I only get to be on here once in a while, and I hear all this Notre Dame hate from Rob. <laughs> I hear all this, so I have to come back and, you know, sling it. I, I want like to, Notre Dame, too, so... Yeah, I, I want to give a shout-out to the Philadelphia Phillies. I want to wish them the best of luck this I week. I hate you. And uh, <laughs> that's about it for my Rays, man. That's about it. I'm coming with straight fire tonight. Yeah, you're not bad at time, Straight here trying to start fights. <laughs> Retro Review has a reputation. We're civil people on this podcast. We're bringing Zach here, man, and he's just throwing haymakers. Man, I have to defend my Irish, and I definitely have to defend my Cubs. You know, you know. I just, I just, you know, what I feel for you, Zach. It's just, it's sad to me that you'll never see another Notre Dame football championship in your lifetime. I just, I think that's a sad thing to go about doing. I you think know, that's just sad. Sometimes it's okay being the bridesmaid. I, I will be the first to admit, because I am not blinded like my fellow Bears fan they're sitting there staring at me. <laughs> I will admit, we are a bridesmaid, never the bride. But we are always top five. Top, and to be successful for this long, you're talking like 100 years being this successful. It's just, it's unbelievable. So you're right. We might not ever win it, but I, the flip side of that is we, uh, you'll probably never have a president or or owner of whatever company that you know come from Alabama, but will come from uh, Notre Dame. So we get the best in the well, other. Well, one. You have to say that sense again because <laughs> I didn't said, make any uh, sense. Because it's harder to get into Notre Dame, so we're we're creating politicians. We're creating all these, you know, oh, great, that's what's wrong with this country. Great, great. <laughs> no, Notre Dame it, go all the way back to Notre Dame to blame them. <laughs> <Got it>. uh, <laughs> We don't get to pay players, man. We got a spotlight on us, so we don't get to be like Alabama and Clemson and all them, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Those are my rings, man. <laughs> Did you get that out of your system? I had now? to get it out. I had. A, I had. A, I haven't been here in a while, and I've been hearing this Notre Dame hate, so I had to get that out. Terry, did you have any raves this week? Obviously, seven oh three, which we've talked about already a lot. So I'll move on. Uh, Sunday morning, Sarah. Uh, Text me, said they were on their way home from the grocery store. I was still asleep when they left. I'm bringing home ribs. And I was like, oh. second she said that, I got out of bed, went over, got the smoker out, turned it on, and Heck yeah. <laughs> we were ready. Man, love, love smoking waiting. ribs. I'm waiting I'm for you to come waiting. down here. You could throw down on ribs? Oh, gosh, you're real good. You got it? Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Last rave I had, though, I, Zach just mentioned how uh, Ruby had been on struggling soccer teams, but she's on a better team this year. She scored her first goal. Nice. Uh, nice. And then up uh, first goal of the game. And then the doubleheader, she scored the first goal of that game, nice. too. So she scored her first two goals. So That's awesome. Really exciting. So she yep. she kicked it in. It's and such a fun feeling. Of course, she's on like the opposite end of the field where we're sitting. So yeah. 
I I walked out there because she was coming out anyways uh, for a breather, and so I was I was like inside exploding, <laughs> just so happy yeah. for her because she was just couldn't believe. Oh my god, I made my first call. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it means more to us as parents than it even does them. We're oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just I love when my kids have success with oh, stuff like that because I know the feeling that they have, and it just makes my feeling go even more. You know, huge grin. It was yeah. funny when uh, before COVID. Zeke played was uh, was playing fan flag football. He's playing again this year, but th- that his first touchdown when he ran, I was running along the side like, "Go yeah. Zeke, go!" Yeah. And then the, I, sure. I apologized to the other parents. I'm like, "I'm sorry, I didn't mean I didn't mean to be that dad." But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is his first one. Yeah, it's awesome, man. It is awesome. All right, well, Terry, let's transfer over to the Todd Beamer Hero of the Week. All right, this week's. Hero is 14-year-old Jameson Yanarella. And I took this uh, excerpt off online there. Kelly Miller posted a video on TikTok about a Kuna High School football player who did a good deed, and it went viral. She was quoted as saying, So, I am literally, literally crying right now. I'm sitting here having my coffee, and a young man walks up and asks if I want to have one of these ticket things that he's selling for his high school football team. And it's for restaurants and stuff like that. I told him I don't have any money until I get my check on the third. If he could come back, then I would buy two of them. Uh, He walks over and gives me the ticket and $80 in cash and told me to go get groceries or anything that I need. Uh, I've been struggling so hard lately, and this young man was a star in the sky. That's awesome. So the video she made worked, and she was able to track down the kid and get his name out and let the world know what a good human he is. And Rob and I have said it before, but acts like this give us a hope for the future. Yep. Yep, for sure. Well, yeah, because it's a, it's an example of people who don't care about what your politics are. They don't care about what your religion is. They don't care about what your you know ideologies are. They see a person in need, and they help. And I think it's hard to, to remember this, but for most people, that's the given instinct, I think. And I think this other stuff muddies the waters and blurs the picture as to how we interact with each other. But I think deep down inside, most people, when they see someone in need, are going to be inclined to want to help. Absolutely. I agree. So, yeah, I was really, uh, I was looking for one that was more of a smaller one, you know, that you probably didn't make the nationwide news. And right. It didn't well, take right. me long. I, I like that one. I like ones that, where the regular person doesn't get the recognition that yeah. they really should deserve. So. Good stuff. All right. How about Terry? Then we get. Do we have a Guinness World Record? You got this. Do we have a Guinness World Record alert this week? Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> I uh, I found this online. It's so stupid. I wish I would have sent you the video. I forgot to. Uh, but a man from India sets Guinness World Record for smashing the maximum number of coconuts on heads with a nunchuck in a minute. Oh, my God. India is home to several Guinness World Records, and there's now the latest inclusion to the list. Recently, a man from Karnataka's Mudur bagged the world record title for smashing the maximum number of coconuts on a head with a nunchuck in a minute. The bizarre world record has stunned people and may have the same effect on you. Guinness World Records shared the video on Twitter with the caption, New record, most coconuts on heads smashed with a nunchuck in a minute, is now 42 by KD Saidalavi. He starts slow, but once he gets going, there is no stopping. The video shows KV smashing coconuts kept on heads on several volunteers with nunchucks. 
Uh, the text on the screen reveals that the coconuts used in the world record attempt were distributed for eating, and some pieces were used to make coconut oil. I had no idea why. Uh, well, they probably didn't want anybody to think they were wasting coconuts. They're coconuts. No. <laughs> I think, you know. According to a blog by Guinness World Records, Saida Lobby practices the Kalari Payatu martial art and trains for two hours every day. Okay. That's I mean it's nuts. It, look it up. He just all these guys are sitting in a row or not in a row in a circle with this little like uh, round thing on their head just to hold the coconut, and they're all sitting there very still. And the guy turns, smashes one, and then he turns to the next guy. And while he's turning, they're putting another coconut back on top of their head. So when he comes back around, he can smash that one off. And he's got like six, eight guys around in a circle. He just turns around, just and he, their evil hits are like whoop hell. <laughs> I don't trust anybody I know to hit anything off the top of my head. Ah, uh, it, it was nuts. So I think you guys should go for this one. You can get Terry's dad, Bill, to use his nunchucks. You guys should go for this. No, I think Terry and I have already discussed one that we're possibly going to go for. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know if you caught that on one episode. We're going to try once the snow falls. We're going to try to look into setting a record for the most um, the most amount of times you're going to hit by a snowball in a single minute. We're going to try to rally as many people as we can, and either Terry or I or both of us are going to suit up and stand there and let ourselves be pelted by as many snowballs as possible in one minute. What's the record? I don't know. We'll I don't find know. Out. Okay. We'll set it. Yeah. We'll get the plaque, and then, uh, then other people can try to break it. There you go. You know, at least once we set the record, we are officially world record holders. Now, somebody may break it. It doesn't matter. For a period of time, we will have been world record holders. Yeah, for sure. I'll try to email them this week if I can, see if I can get someone to reach out. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Well, let's move on then to the United States of Rob. Here we go. To remind everybody, when uh, it is my turn to pick the, the topic for our podcast, I give my insights onto what I would do if I was running the show. Do I go to the bathroom now? What I do? Do I go to the bathroom break <laughs> right now? You want to? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> uh, you guys go. are terrible, man. I'm, on- <laughs> I'm trying to change the world. I'm trying to change the world for the better. Uh, every other podcast at a time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this one is actually not real exciting, <laughs> but uh, I think it's important, and it's, it goes along with how I would change things. Uh, do you guys both understand the term gerrymandering? Yes. I know it, but I don't know what it means. I've heard the word. It means the, where congressional districts are drawn in order to optimize whatever party is trying to stay in power in that district. Gotcha. Both parties <laughs> do it. If you want to amuse yourself briefly, go look at some of the craziest gerrymandered gerrymandered congressional districts they look like ink blotches they're stretched all over like a single line running one way and a little blob and it's, it's just crazy here's my rule if i was running the united states in the united states of rob there will be simple geometric pattern congressional districts squares hexagons you know whatever None of this, you where you get to pick where your district is. It's a small field, and that way every vote really does count because it's not, you're not, you could live across, you could be completely surrounded, almost on an island, by, for let's say, uh, Democrat district, and the one little sliver in there snakes down and connects to a different, completely different part of the city that's a, Dem- a Republican district. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's I, such a stupid way to do it. I don't know why it just isn't broken down by counties, and then so so and so gets this many counties depending on the population, 
and well, we got one representative from Chicago, all right, because he gets Chicago, but the next guy outside of Chicago's got like 12 counties because that all equals up to whatever Chicago's got. Well, uh, I guess the problem with that would be is if you just do it by counties, you have once you start getting out of urban areas, obviously population density goes way down. Yeah. So you, I don't want you know Putnam County making decisions for Stark County or Tazewell County they just making be include, decisions they'd for be, South. They'd be included in the choices. I mean, I think you were saying the same thing. We're just saying it different ways. You're calling it counties. I'm just calling it districts. Yeah. And so I would think that you would keep the keep the county lines intact, but you would have like super small squares in, you know, uh, Cook County, Chicago, mm-hmm. because it's a high population density. Yeah. And then those little little squares are going to get bigger. Or whatever object, you you know, because you have to move along, you know, geography and county lines. That's why I said counties, because it would be hard to make just a perfect shape everywhere. Well, they'll have to be adjusted. But what I'm saying is these, you know, they they look like snakes and mountain ranges. It's ridiculous. Yeah, there's no reason it should be creeping around other places. I get it. Right. Because then you get a real idea of where people lie. And of, of... representation this is supposed to be about representation local government local representatives the house representatives for example nancy pelosi is supposed to be going to washington to advocate for san francisco she obviously doesn't do that she couldn't care less about san francisco because all her power all her influence everything is centered about her going to washington if you redo this you're responsible now you can't just because you're a democrat carry a certain county because maybe you got a county with a you know a large population of people who are republicans if you want to keep your job you have to work for that county and represent that 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 district i mean represent that district and their interests rather than pursuing your own political ideals this all falls in line with my only one re-election plan that we talked about before too so level it out they go there yeah they go there to do their job and they're answerable to the people they came from yeah i like it all right, so that's 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 not as in depth as my tax plan. <laughs> a lot less Zachary, numbers. Thoughts on yeah, on yeah. Uh, congressional <clears throat> districts? Uh, I think it sounds good. I think uh, um, I, I I think it, it would definitely it make people start working for their own district. The only thing I worry about though is would they do that, or would you get somebody who's like a Democrat in a Republican area is putting still putting forth his policies the time he's there, um, you know, and like he's not servicing his people. But I get what you're saying. I, Whatever way they do it right now, it's so it's so it's not even uh, um, it, it should be easy. It should be easy to understand. It should be easy to manage it and stuff. And it's just not. It's like you said. It's like splotches on a map. You know, we got this district right. all the way up to here. Then all it just makes no sense. But you know what? It all comes down to it. All comes down to voting and how they can get the most seats in Congress, stuff like that. So um, and money exactly. Money. So. <laughs> money. Um, I'm so over politics. I've literally, I used to be kind of so into it. And since 2020 hit, um, I just, I literally, I can't even like get into it anymore. Like me and Jen used to have conversations about different stuff. And I'm just like, I just, I, I don't it's even want to, I don't even want to do it no more. I, I just don't have the energy no more. It's like, whatever, no matter what I think, I'm not going to convert somebody who's on the opposite side of me. They're not, right. they're not converting. See, so that's we're just the like way doing a, it's like, we're just doing a circle. You we know? have said that on this podcast. Yeah. It's like, you just, you can sit there and argue, blue yeah. in the flame 
choice, but you're yep. never going to change the other yep. person's mind because yep. if they're stubborn enough to make a stand, yep. you ain't changing their yep. mind. I don't think either party is as bad as what the other one paints them. I also don't trust. I think the media is the worst thing of all of it. They 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 paint a picture. I watched them do it the first time. I noticed it was when they painted George Bush as to being a racist and he was dumb. He was some dumb dude right. from Texas. I watched them do it to Obama when he wasn't a, a citizen of America. They've been doing it forever. Now they're doing it to Trump. Like I just can't. Or did it to Trump. Now they do it to Biden. I just sick of it. I honestly think, and and obviously, like you guys, I'm not a fan of Biden, but I do think if you're in the president of the United States, you de- you deserve a little bit of respect from your citizens. You've earned that right to get to that level, the highest level of office of any in the world. So I don't like that we tear him down. I really don't. And I have myself, so I'm not acting like right. I'm some saint. All but right. I don't like that the that the the whole climate in the country is just to tear down the opposite party of you. you yeah, and it, it sucks because the elections are darn near 50-50 almost every right. time. they really are. Be- and yep. that, that just means half the yep. country is going to hate the president and go. the other half is going to love him. Yep, yep. They're gonna I am with you, though, the media is the, is the worst. They're the worst. The, that's the, worst. the thing tearing the country apart more than, in, the than even than politics yep. is media. Yep. Especially because, think, back in the day... Media was the five o'clock news, and you read the newspaper. But there was enough. There was enough neutral. There wasn't as much bias in a paper, or at least when you're reading it, it's a little bit more. It's everything social media now. It's quick blips. So you just put out a little quick hot take, and it becomes factual, and it's not even factual. So, but you can right. paint this picture about either party that's not real. You know, it's just not. Yeah, and I just can't stand that. And people are so naive to it that both people, both sides are just are just spun this this crap that's not even true. And I just it's yeah. Wrong. I've had to put family members in check on stuff they posted online. It's yep. Like, well, that's not true. Here's why. And yep. they're like, oh, I don't. That's not a trustworthy website. I'm like, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it, it's <laughs> yeah. AP. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's the Associated Press. It's yeah. a trustworthy website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here we're coming up on it now because with the midterms coming up, and I've already seen it. Um, the the political mailings are already starting to come out. Had my first round of them here this last week of the mailings that will be going out, and that means we're in the stupid season again. And from now till November 2nd, it is going to be a full-out blitz for these midterm seats. And come, I think it's, well, right about now, I think it'll be soon. Here's real soon. I'll start putting people on that 30-day silence on Facebook where yeah. I don't see their posts for 30 days till after the election. Yep. I just can't handle it. Yep, I can't um, either, man. I I. It is the most dividing and polarizing thing in our country, and it's not good for anything. I I, I work with a guy who's a he's a black male. Um, he's obviously a Democrat. He's he's shaped by his upbringing, all that stuff. I, he's as cool as can be. He's one of my really good friends. I, you know, I was shaped in a Republican household, like blah blah. But we both have views. We're both shaped by our upbringings. I don't dislike him, and I think there needs to be more of that. I can sit there and ask right. him like what he thinks about something. He'll ask me what he thinks about something. We'll both we'll both. Uh, Call call spade a spade on stuff that's crap, you know, and right. you just need more of that. But there's so many people that aren't either el- able to have those conversations because they don't do enough research on it, they haven't had enough, you know, they haven't watched enough about it, or they just don't want to because it's that it's it, they're worried about that that effect of getting into it with somebody, over right. it, you know. And I just it's a waste of time and a waste yeah. of breath. Yep. Yeah, so I'm over. I think that, uh, so over, Paul. I'm with you. I'm with you. But yeah, so that my United States of Rob for this week was. Geometrically designed congressional districts. Let's even the playing field and let's really see what the American people have to say and let their votes not be, you know, uh, manipulated. Because when you're when you're voting in a district that's almost all Republican, obviously Republicans can get that seat. And it's all about holding seats. And I want it to be real. If the Democrats win in that sense, or if if I'm opposed to whoever's running, they win. But they win legit. 
by running a real district, then they win. Yep. Yep. Then you you make your case harder the next time that you're right and they're wrong. But sure. anyway, so let's get out of that because the only politics we need to start we need to be discussing right now are the politics that take take place in a barber shop in a small town in Indiana after a new coach gets hired. That's right. Yep. And of course, we are talking about Hoosiers tonight. Yes, sir. Let me give you the brief stats on Hoosiers real quick before we break down this movie. We're going to have a lot of fun talking about it. We have the uh, super fan in the house for Hoosiers, and I'm sure he's got a lot of insights, and I got some great final questions for Zach as we get to the end of this. But Hoosiers was released on February 12, 1987, with a runtime of one hour and 54 minutes, rated PG. It was made on a budget of only $6 million. And did $28 million at the box office. So definitely got its return if you wanted to fire up the inflation calculator. That means in today's dollars, it was made on roughly $15.5 million and did 74 and a half. So decent. But this is a movie that has lived on mm-hmm. VHS. People who owned it on VHS converted to DVD. People who owned it on DVD converted to Blu-ray. And people who voted on who who bought it on Blu-ray are mad now because it's for available streaming. So, and nobody buys movies anymore in physical copies. It seems like, but Hoosiers has become a mainstay of the American movie-going public. Agreed. Totally agree. All right. Yep, totally agree. I want to give a brief synopsis, real quick. It's just off of IMDb. Short synopsis. I think I always find these super short synopsises are very funny because they take out. Let's <laughs> leave it's bare bones. A coach with a checkered past and a local drunk train a small-town high school basketball team to become a top contender for the championship. That leaves out everything great about this movie. Yeah, for real. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And it makes it almost sound a little nefarious. Yep. Uh, The stars Gene Hackman and uh, Dennis Hopper and Barbara Hershey in lead roles. And, uh, well, I'm going to go ahead. Zach, what's your favorite thing? about this movie oh man okay so because we do good bad and ugly and i kind of forgot and, uh, to do that but i i in my head i can do it you know the good bad and ugly well but, yeah that's um <laughs> the first thing i love is the music i love the soundtrack okay. he's like driving you know I, I just it just gives me the warm fuzzies you know it makes you feel like you're in a rural yeah, area yeah it just get, even the start he's driving through the cornfield you don't know where he's going and seizing all these hoops i just love that um, it was nominated for an Oscar for original yeah, score. Yep, and Dennis Hopper got an Oscar, I think, for his. Well, part. he was nominated. He okay, didn't win. Okay, my bad. Um, I, you know, just I love I love so many parts about the movie. I love the, uh, um, you know, there's so many. It's a love story. It's a it's a overcoming. You know, uh, a, a trial overcoming good, bad, evil, all that. Then just the what I love probably the most about all of it though is. Um, it's based off a true story. This literally happened in a small town that went on to win a state title. Now, obviously, it's got some Hollywood spin to it, but this really did happen, and that that's pretty cool because, like we talked about with the Dahmer, I love stuff that's real that's a movie because it, it just hits home differently. Well, I think they say it's it's more inspired by a true story right. than based on a true yep. story. Yep. All right, here's your fact for you. 1954 okay. state championship game, which Milan. inspired the movie's final game, yep. was played between the Milan Indians and the Muncie Central Bearcats, and Milan won 32 to 30. And Milan was came from a super small town like Hickory. Yep. It's a, it's a true thing, Rob. You don't have the DVD? Do you have the yeah, DVD? Yeah, I do. The DVD. I, has, I used to have the DVD. The DVD has the real game. 
It has right. the real no, game. I, yeah, the, the bu- game, the final yeah. game. But like, uh, there's a lot of elements of it that. Oh yeah, yeah. Were embellished for the yeah. movie. Like, uh, they weren't underdogs. They were the, that that team was actually they had all stater uh, Jimmy Ch- they, and the real kid yeah, was all was actually. Yo. They had finished as a runner-up, I believe, the year before. The year before. Okay, yes. and so uh, they still were but, from small town playing. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. And this sure. is back still when 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 classes in basketball. Class. Yeah, so they didn't like have one A going up class. Six A. Yeah, yeah exactly. Nice. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, no, I, I'm not disputing all that. I, th- I guess uh, what what made me think of that is that the the Norman Dale character yeah. was more of a fabrication, and so but. Hackman's performance in this movie is at the top of my good. He's yep. Hollywood treasure, man. That's yep. what I got right here in my good. Hollywood yep. treasure. Gene Hackman, he yep. can act in an uh, empty room and be. 100%. you'll watch it. Yep. He used to be one of my favorite actors. I, I've kind of gotten some other ones since, you know, but back in the day, what? and probably it was from that movie, part yeah. of it, but I used to love him as an yeah, actor. He hadn't acted in 20 years. Yeah. He was like 93 years Crimson, old. Like that. Crimson, right. t- what was the one? Uh, uh, Crimson Tide. Tide. Crimson yeah. Tide. I love that with Gene Hackman. Poseidon you know? Adventure. Yeah. Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Superman. And, uh, Rob and I like uh, Runaway. Him. Yep. Runaway Jury. Yeah. One of my favorite Hackman. You seen that movie? Is Runaway, Runaway Jury. I don't think I have. They had him and John Cusack, Dustin Hoffman. Okay. Killer movie. Good stuff. Oh, really good. That, one of his last one. ones. Okay. okay. That's a good one. Yeah, his performance. You believe from the first second you see him in his car that he's a coach. Yeah, yeah. for sure. He carries himself like a coach. He talks like a coach. He has that kind of – all great coaches have got an ego. Yeah, yeah. And justifiably so. They, they carry <laughs> – Point yeah, exactly. You got to go. <laughs> <laughs> They've got an ego. That's part of what makes them able to right. do what they do. And, you know, he his line delivery yeah. throughout this movie is spot on. Yep. And his performance, I think it's a tragedy. We're going to talk about Oscars later because I want to go back and re relitigate the Oscars around this movie. And uh, the fact that he wasn't even nominated mm-hmm. is a sin, yeah. I think. Because this is a – and the weird thing about it, though, is – and well, you know, we'll, we'll skip that. Uh, what, what's next on your, t- on your good, Terry? Uh, I was to say, who doesn't like a good underdog movie? Right. I mean, that's, that's one of my favorite things about a sports movie is – a lot of times they come from the side of the underdog, mm-hmm. and it's what it's just great Hollywood storytelling. Yeah, yep. so I love I liked it for that reason. <clears throat> that was why I enjoyed this movie. The underdog. Aspect. It's in a great line of, and that is a universal sports movie theme. Yeah, from Rocky to Karate Kid, Bad News Bears, Dodgeball. You know the underground. Yeah, what's that? Dodgeball. Dodgeball. Yeah, Dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> the underdog story is just. Yep. It's a tale as old as time, all the way back to the Bible with David and Goliath. And it's uh, See, that's a, right, that's a great and it's a tournament. That's what makes it. It's the Cinderella story. Oh, it's yeah. the Cinderella teams. It's yeah. not the it's not the title game that makes sense of a tournament. It's the first and second rounds because everybody's getting upset, right. you know. Um, how about the scene where he's out there trying to get Jimmy Chipwood to go back out for basketball? There's no going back and redoing that film like we have now, where he shoots one right. shot and they just keep those are all made shots. Yep. Do you know how hard it is to make shots like that? Like in in a row, like bang, 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 bang. Like that is I've I you know I I hooped for many years. It is not easy, even if you're a great shooter, to make 10, 11 shots in a row. It's just not. All right. Go ahead. Right. The scene with Jimmy and Coach Dale talking while Jimmy shot baskets was filmed in one wow. take. There you go. Maris Valanis, I don't know how you yeah. say his name, said that he wasn't even listening to him. Wow. I was just concentrating on making them, yep. and I made one, and they kept going in. Yep, yep. And it was perfect, too. I don't know if you want to call it, you know, it's just fortuitous or whatever. The movie, you know... I don't know what you would call them, the, the muses of the movie industry, because the only one he misses 
It's right after he says, I don't care if you play or 100%. not. Yeah. And he misses yep. that one. Yeah. And then makes the next one. You can tell that it got to him. It yeah. broke yep. that exterior. Yeah, for sure. And I, you couldn't have written that any better. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I was going to say one more. Uh, he was told if he missed the movie's last basket on his first attempt, the fans would still rush the floor in celebration, and he would try to get another one later. Luckily, when the cameras rolled, he made the shot on his first attempt, even though he had missed it repeatedly during rehearsals. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. There's, there's... He was the only one of those kids on that basketball team, too, that did not play college basketball. Every other member of that team played college basketball. Yeah, that's one crazy. of them played for DePaul. Even Ollie. That later. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, there's so many good parts of that movie, though, in the sense if you're talking about the good, like him, they played at Hinklefield House, which is still but where Butler plays. They still oh, have right. the college games. It's awesome. Him coming up there and measuring the floor, measuring the free throw line. I didn't know what was going on when he did that, and then it's like, oh my gosh, that is about as good as you can it's think. Genius of. move, right? A there. Genius. I looked at Sarah. Yeah. Said and the I don't thing. know if they, if the writers came up with that or if that's like a coach's move, like what that is. But oh that was, my, that was God. the writers. That was that amazing. was writers, and I have that down in my good just yeah. that measuring the hoop yeah it's such a great philosophy yep. it's such a perfect way to make this overarching world this huge world that these kids had never really experienced and shrinking it back down to what they knew yep bringing it back down to what they were familiar with and you can use that philosophy for just about anything in life i remember seeing a post or a, a blog that someone had written and this woman was talking about you know uh she was talking with her daughter and mentioned she's like well you know I, th- I wish I could go to like medical school or something. She's like, but, but first I'd have to, you know, I'd have to go to finish off my degree. Then I'd have to get, you know, approved for the loan. I'd have to get accepted into medical school. I'd have to go to medical school and then I'd have to go th- be an intern. And so, and she's like overwhelmed by it. And her daughter broke it down. She's like, we well, you know that's just like five things. And it's that same philosophy of breaking down this, you know, unimaginable, unattainable goal and shrinking it down to something that you can you can place yourself in and feel comfortable with. Yep. It's genius. Yep. And that, and there were so many of those moments. Like that's what I felt like when we were talking about the good and and the underdog. Like he's he's having to overcome all the town hating him as a coach. He's got to get Jimmy to to and he's he's got a love life going on with that with that other teacher. Then he's got to get his assistant coach not to be an alcoholic. You know, it's mm-hmm. like it's like all these things he's battling and he just you know stays afloat. You know, and I <laughs> it's just it's it's uh. It's almost like a soap opera inside of movie. You know, we are just talking about with Game of Thrones having all these storylines that don't have that right now. That's kind of what you right. got going on in this movie. And they're just little storylines, but each one of them just ends ends good. And I don't know, just flow it all good together. I like that you're talking about getting your assistant coach going. I uh, I love when he's getting in the ref's face and then he whispers through him, throw me out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> throw me out. Sure. He's like, hey, what are you doing? All right. Yeah, you got to run it. But, he, but just think of that. There's another lesson. He, need, he knew... That he needed that a coach to show that he what, how good he was, and the only way he's going to be able to do that is if he wasn't there. So he gets out, and then even then, that's a cool moment. His son knows that he's struggling in that moment. He says, "You think they're going to throw it to number two, Dad?" And he's like, "Yeah, let's." And then he like then he breaks out of his shell, and he's can right. run that, and that's a cool part of the movie, you know. So yeah, absolutely, I think that's one of the things that this movie does really well is the interpersonal relationships. Yep. It doesn't get lost because not all the times with sports movies. Especially when it's like a, a team sport and you have a coach, it's there's one way relationships. You know, it's the coach and the player, and then they have side stories that deal with players. But you have different types of relationships that aren't even really. I guess what's beautiful about it is they're not even really necessary to the story. Mm-hmm. Like for if you just wanted to do the story of this team that wins the basketball, you don't need the character of shooter yep. to come in there to be a part of that yep. story. But it does humanize Gene Hackman's character quite a bit because he puts him he puts his own 
reputation on the line for him. Yep. And I think he does it. And maybe we could debate this, but I don't think he cared as much about Shooter as he did about his son. And he saw an opportunity where he could maybe help out in that boy's family life by, you know, uh, restoring his father or, you know, rehabilitating his dad. Yeah, that's a good point. I, th- I mean, I think he probably cared about both of them. I think another part that he wanted was, it, I think I think Shooter was the first guy that didn't uh, have his own agenda. Like, he just came to him and said, <laughs> hey, he, the first time he met him, he said he was talking to him about who they were getting ready to play. And he didn't come up there saying, I'm this, I'm that, or I, I need to know, I, I'm checking Eugene Hackman, what kind of coach are you? He didn't do any right. of that. He just literally wanted to go up there and talk bass to him, so he was like original with him. And it might have been the first one that Gene kind of felt like, Okay, this guy. This guy's at least at least he's uh, um, he's not biased to not wanting me to be here. So I'm give this guy a right. shot. And Dennis Hopper does a fantastic oh, he's job in this movie. Obviously, getting nominated for the Oscar, he, you know, I have no problem with that nomination. And uh, one of my favorite scenes with him is when he's uh, talking about afterwards, and he's describing how he got so excited when Ollie did that that uh, cherry. What? How, how do you? I don't remember how you phrased it. He shoots that. that what do you that call that charity it? shot? He shot the, the charity, charity shot. Yeah, he's. Like, I was jumping, and they had and the guys in the white cloaks came in. Yeah, he got, they had to put the white, white, uh, the the, the white, uh, blanket, the white shirt, on. the white shirt on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. I got a hot take. My bad. Okay. Is Dennis Hopper overacting? Mm, okay. I I yeah. thought he went a little too over the top with things, and I'm not the only one that thinks that. And I when I saw that he was the only one that got an Oscar nom, I was like, really? I mean, Gene Hackman was much better. But I, I oh well, I, yeah. Well, we're gonna talk about that. But, but I just I thought Dennis Hopper was going for it a little too much and trying to be over the top, trying to get that Oscar bait going there. But I I just I, I didn't I didn't like it that as much as you guys. I'm sorry. Well, I'll be honest. When you say that now, when I watched it back in the day, I always thought Dennis Hopper and I knew he had the Oscar. But when I just watched it this past time for this week, I kind of felt the same. Like they like played up the drunk part a little too much, you know. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that was the show or Dennis or what, but I, I know what you're saying. Like, I, there was yeah. a little bit. You know, you watch anything now at that age, and you're like, uh, Well, your perspective yes, of life has changed. Yeah, it's not as bad. great, but... Yeah. So I know what you were saying there. I yeah. definitely I definitely can see where where you get that. One thing I noticed, Terry, this may have been in your fun facts, and if it was, I hope I don't jump all over no, it. But fine, in order to do his drunk scenes, Dennis Hopper would ask for a few minutes notice, or like a few seconds notice, and he would spin around super fast ten times. So that he would get dizzy and disoriented, and that way he was able to portray his staggering drunk oh, wow. uh, scenes. So it was a a trick that he said, if I remember reading it right, from James Dean, from watching James Dean do it. Oh wow! Okay, wow. Yeah, so that, I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, that's sweet. Uh, we've been dancing all around my good all over this. the The writing in this movie is almost perfect. Almost perfect. It's. It, there, I have no complaints about the writing on this movie at all. The screenplay had, takes you slowly on this journey. Journey. I don't think it takes any shortcuts, but I don't think it necessarily drags it along to where you're you're you feel like you're not keeping up either, or that it's wasting time. There's no time wasted, but there's no time rushed either. Okay, I have an ugly for that <laughs> on this. Oh, uh, you're gonna disagree with that? Let's hear it. The movie was about thirty to forty-five minutes too short. I felt like it, I felt it was a lot of the there was a lot of plot holes in this movie that I just felt like there was it was too rushed. 
from like the team coming together, it just seemed like that happened real quickly. From the set town flipping a switch and supporting Norman, I mean, instantly. I mean, seriously, they were mostly against him when Jimmy says he'll only play if Coach was coach or Coach Dale is coaching. They were forced to vote for him to stay. Then they cheered as if they wanted him to stay the whole time. Right after that, what they wanted was Jimmy to play. That's what they were cheering. Yeah, the whole place was cheering like that. They, I mean, most of yeah, the people, that's what they were cheering. They were cheering for. They, they wanted. They had their hand forced the though. They had their yeah, yay, yay. He got. He's going to be our coach still. I don't know. Well, they they were glad that he was still the coach because that meant Jimmy was going to play. This movie already clocks in at one fifty four. Yeah, and I think it, it would have been a great two hour, two and a half hour movie. Uh, also, you got Shooter barely doing anything as an assistant coach to being considered an integral part of the team, and with a prog- and also the progression of the romance between Norman and Myra just seemed like boom, boom. Here we go. She was just I don't know. It just felt everything felt rushed. I feel like more time needed to be taken with each of them to draw it out a little bit more. But keep in mind, this is '80s filmmaking, so I'm giving it a little bit of leeway on that. But th- that was my big deal. I wanted this movie to be longer. I, cause I think I can appreciate the, wanting it to be longer. Oh, go ahead. The story that. as a Sorry. whole, the story as a whole is great, and I think it's a good movie. But I just wanted more to really even out all the spots where it could have been improved. Now I also have uh, in my facts somewhere I'm not sure where, but there was actually a two hour and forty minute version of this initially. Mm. The studio wanted it cut down to hour fifty. So they demanded it be under two hours. Yeah, and they demanded it. Want yeah, they wanted this big long movie. Well, none of that even made it into a director's cut version of this movie, and it'll never exist unless the studio says so. But the direct, a friend of the director or something like that, stitched together all those deleted scenes, and they had a private viewing of it. So it didn't have that sweet touch up that Hollywood can put on those deleted scenes. Nice. So it looked a little grainy and bad, but they watched it as a whole. And they said that movie, everybody that watched it said it was ten times better. It was so much better than uh, the original. All right, I think I, um, I I can understand that that view, but I, I liked personally how it was cut. Because I for one thing, I forgot to mention one of the other things, is I'm, I'm a sucker for good montages. <laughs> and the, the, the montages of this movie don't disappoint either. When the team gets on a roll and the iconic views of like the – the, the the country road at night that's lit up by the bus and then all the cars lined up behind it. Yep. Oh, I that's agree with all that. Damn sure. Yeah. That that scene um, actually, we went to state my sixth grade year, seventh grade year. We went to state with Washington Middle School and we left super early to drive where we were at. And I remember driving and looking back and saw like this is like Hoosiers, you know, like this is like <laughs> Hoosiers. Like I, so that was stapled in my brain too. That exact <laughs> image um, of that. So um, I'm with you on that. The uh, with well to to kind of circle back to where we disagreed on the 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 pacing, I really here's my hot take. I don't think that I liked Barbara Hershey's character at all. I didn't either. I I really didn't want to put that in ugly because I think I would have liked her more if it stretched it out. Okay, I just thought that uh, that she was. <laughs> I've heard somebody else. Um, Bill Simmons has talked about. In sports movies, there's the Adrian Balboa syndrome, which there's always a movie, a, a woman in the movie who's the wet blanket who's telling the guy, you're not good enough, you can't do it. You remember that famous uh, scene from Rocky Four when she's standing at the yeah. bottom of the stairs and says, you can't win. Yeah. And uh, 
Uh, and he said that that Barbara Hershey's along those lines. Now she flipped pretty quick. It was snap. It, it, there needed to be some filler in there to. Yeah, she flips pretty quick, but I didn't care about the relationship, so it didn't bother me that I didn't get any more on it. So, do you think uh, Giselle then is in that is in that group then? Mm-hmm. Is she is she uh, Adrian Balboa? Is she that's that's who she is. We'll see. Um, Maybe he swore on his kid's life he was really retired, yeah. and then I, three weeks later he's like, ah, oh, psych. I don't care. I think if you can go do that, it's like saying you. I don't know. It's like her not being the top model of like the Playboy the, the, or like the super uh, swimsuit edition of sport. If she could have that every year, she would take it. You're not gonna. Ba- oh, you know yes. what? I'm gonna spend more time at home. Like, no, nah, no. Nah. Go do what you do, and then you can spend time. <laughs> if she really loves him, she ain't gonna give up. No, it's there's no. more to it. So yeah. sorry, I guess. Yeah, there's definitely more to it. Um, one, um, did you guys notice ahead, this Zach. movie? It's kind of a bad or ugly. I just, uh, it's just funny to me. So they're in practice, remember? Yeah. And they had they had five, they had six guys. Yeah. Kicked out two, right? Yeah. And he said, "Good luck playing with four. Well, three and a half. Do you remember that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. By the time we get to the start, so one guy comes back. Remember, yeah. dad brings him in. Yeah. Then Jimmy Chipwood comes back. So that's six guys. There's eight guys when the title game going on. I know. I, I saw that too. In <laughs> yeah. the very end, it yeah. showed the picture, the yeah. team yeah. picture. Yeah. I'm like, I'm counting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it did that up. <laughs> did that up. That's like, not hold right. On. Like, they only had six dudes, you know. So Sorry. I always knew that. I, I I remember that from like being a little kid watching that. And let me rewind too. This first movie, the first, I never knew about Hoosiers. I we moved to Washington in fourth grade. Everybody in Washington hooped. So like I I went and played little travel or little. Uh, basketball up at the up the, the West Gym. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Bitty basketball. Bitty basketball. I played that, and I fell in love with basketball. Still to this day, I'm 44. Still chasing the love of my you know life is basketball. You know, um, but my dad brought this movie home, and we used to have Friday night family nights. But I was in like fourth grade in Washington, and he brings home this movie. It's called Hoosiers. I thought it was like a western. I was like, <laughs> oh, I don't want to watch this western. And he's like, you're gonna like this. And I watched that movie, and it ended up being you know something that I've loved for for. 30 years now or for over 30 years so it's just funny that uh that's where it started those dad brought that home i didn't even know it he just brought it home and wanted to try it we watched it together and fell in love with it i got a question for you did you guys cry at all in this movie first any time you've seen it i don't think so i don't think i ever no. cried um i was just curious because i did not have my heartstrings pulled at all like i would in a say rudy or something like that yeah 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 um, i did get i did get a little uh I could, you know, you could feel like, oh wow, that's that's so awesome. Yeah. You know, like uh, when Ollie makes the free throws, and you know that kid's just been beat up on his whole life. He's been picked on. He doesn't think he's worth anything. He's always down on himself, and he was able to, to come together on that shot, those two free throws, and make them. I thought that was, I'm like, oh, that's such a cool moment. Yeah. He must be so. That that's one of those moments almost that can change the course of your life because it gives you a little bit of confidence, a little bit of belief in yourself that you didn't have before, and you know for a lot of people it's hard, that's hard to come by, and so that moment kind of got me. And actually, you know what reminds me of is Sean Johnson that that game against Morton mm, three free when they no three had yeah fouled on a three pointer yeah. they were down by three no time on he the had clock. to sink no time on the clock yeah. had to sink three free throws yep. to tie the game to send it to overtime yep. in Morton yep. in a hostile arena. They did it. And I'm just remember being like, that's nerves of steel yeah, right that's there. That's some stones, man. That's some stones. Yeah. I didn't know they grew them so small down on the farm. No, <laughs> oh, yeah, that guy tried to pump yeah, yeah. He's pulling a Scotty Pippen. Yeah, yeah. The mailman doesn't deliver <laughs> yeah, on Sundays. Yeah, for sure. Type of a move there. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was – that. Uh, it was just cool. It was definitely cool. I liked too the the fact that, and I think I mentioned this a little bit earlier, is that all the guys except for Jimmy Chitwood played college basketball, so they had they moved like real athletes. It wasn't like watching 
Tim Robbins trying to throw a pitch in Bull Durham, and you never believe that this guy's throwing a 95 mile per hour fastball right. just by his whole right. you know mechanics of it. But these kids all played ball, and you could tell, and it made it gave it an uh, an authenticity and a realistic. Um, portrayal of what, and I like how they even tailored some of their shots to that era. Right, right. You know, the one-footed yep. layups, you know, where they jump off of one foot to put it up, which was something you saw in that uh, era of basketball and the, the early days of, of when basketball started to become really popular. And so I just, I liked that that kept it authentic. Yep, for sure. For sure. Uh, I had, I had a bad. I have a bad and an ugly, but, uh, and they both involve Gene Hackman. Really? Uh, my bad is that by all accounts, Gene Hackman was a complete jerk on the set of this movie. The things that I found out was that he th- never thought this movie was going to be successful. He ripped on it from the start. He was hard to work with. And um, he challenged the director repeatedly. And there's one scene in one of the montages where you can see Coach Dale leaning over to uh, Dennis Hopper's character, and they start laughing. And here's what they were laughing about: is Gene Hackman told him, he says, "I hope you've invested well because this movie's going to destroy both of our careers." <laughs> <laughs> and so um, he was so down on this movie. Oh, now, yeah. I'm sure he probably came around, but this is arguably his most identifiable role. Hundred percent. Yep. And just uh, he's, I guess he's got a reputation as being a, you know, just a grumpy person. But you know, I you, you find you never. That's why they say you never meet your heroes. But uh, when you find out these things about people you respect, like Gene Hackman's one of my favorite actors of all time. He might be in the running for the best character actor that Hollywood has ever produced. And um, to hear that he's just hard to work with kind of breaks my heart a little bit, in a sense. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me though. Like I said, Hollywood people are aliens, so they don't. It does nothing like that surprises me. Um, yeah. I, I don't ever put these people on a pedestal. I love what they do for a living. They're they're actors. They're acting at a part. Um, so it doesn't surprise me that there's there's they're like that. Um, it's it's actually it would be more surprising if I heard he was super nice on the on the set, you know. Um, <laughs> but I just liked that you know. For one, is this. If you know anything about basketball, one of the biggest states for basketball is Indiana. I mean, it is. I yeah. as much as I hate to say it because it's our rivalry, Illinois versus Indiana. Um, Indiana shuts down the their, their high school basketball. It's like no. If you watch, if you look at the Indiana State title games back when it was uh, one and two A, it's unbelievable. It's like fifteen thousand people at the game. Um, it, uh, packed houses, you know, packed, packed. Um, so they love basketball. For them to have a story that that went this big, you know, it's pretty cool in that regards. Um, right. So I just thought that was cool. Um, my bads aren't really bad bads. It's more or less just little things that I didn't like about it. Um, picks. Yeah, like what Terry was saying was I didn't like how quick they went. We spent so much time on storylines like uh, – Getting Jimmy to play and and but then when we get to the postseason, it's like we're playing this team and then here's like a couple buckets and that moving on to the next game moving on. I think you could have spent more time in those games where they actual went through the season, you know, like or went through the postseason. I think that'd be cool. Um, yeah, you're but, just there. Yeah, it, it just went through quick, and that was the other thing too. Maybe it was this way back in the day, but in my day and age, it's regional, sectional, state. Well, mm-hmm. they had sectionals, regional, state. You know, it was just I backward. That too. So, like, I don't know. That was weird too. But is that, that could, an Indiana thing? It could be. It, it could be by the writer. Yeah, it could be. I just don't know. Like, I just know. Like, I'm like, hold on. Regionals are your region. Sectionals are the sections. You know, and then your state is the whole state. So, it just 
that was that was something that I I thought about. Um, and then uh, uh, what was my other bad that I didn't like? Um, I can't remember off the top of my head now. Terry, did you have any other bad? No, I told you mine was Dennis Hopper and the acting. I thought it was a little much. <laughs> I had one ugly, and uh, this kind of would. Uh, I guess maybe I'm just thinking of it in too much of a modern sense, but when we find out why he's not been coaching, um, it's because he assaulted one of his players. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty serious. Yeah. But also, the part that really made it ugly for me is that in order to escape what he had done, he goes and serves in the Navy. Um, and I just thought that was kind of weird why you had to play that card. Like it made it almost sound like the military was for people who've made mistakes in their life and had to go hide from them and had to do this. And when, you know, I obviously, you know, have a very different opinion about that. Yeah. So I, I thought that was my ugly was that the, the fact that he assaulted a kid and, uh, that shows a very, a person who has no ability to control their anger. But the fact they made it, they played off like he was sent to the military as you know, almost like a penance, and then he was trying to, you know, run or hide from what he did. I didn't like that vibe. Yeah, I'm not sure what happened there because yeah, they could have written that in a hundred different ways right. uh, why he hasn't been coaching 11 years, uh, hitting a kid. I mean, that's that's a little much. Right. I think the Absolutely. era though, and I'm not I'm not condoning it by any means. But back then, coaches were like dads. They, they. I mean, think of Bobby. Yeah. I think of guys. And this is before even pre Bobby Knight time, really. If you're talking about it, so I wouldn't surprise it if a coach was really like. I mean, I remember my sophomore coach yanking face masks, Coach Moss. You know, when oh, somebody yeah. did, it was just completely. You do that now. Good luck. You're you're sitting in front of a board. Well, that coach Monday. Cram would 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 if you were in a stance, he would try to kick yeah. you, and if you weren't moving yeah. fast enough, yeah. you'd get yeah, kicked for real. Hit that. you on your helmet as hard as they can. You know, but like, those were. But those were. I think those are more in a training. I know. I know. Manner. It sounds like in yeah. this here, you hit him out of anger. Yeah, yeah. Which, like we said, that could just be all Hollywood. You know, say, just, yeah, yeah. But I'm with you. I don't know why it happened, but it was weird that he just took off for 11 years and he went and you know was on a Navy ship, and then he just gets called into this team. And then that's the other thing too. Uh, they knew they were good the year before, and then and like we we know they went on, got second in state, but like in the movie you don't right. know that. But you get before, but you go grab a guy who has a coach for 11 years. You know, like I just right. can't see Washington being good one year, and then we just go grab some guy who has a coach for 11 years. You know, right? Know. Exactly. Uh, so that was kind of the ugly, I guess. Yeah. Did you have any more good, bad, and ugly that you wanted to point out before we move into some of the other parts? Nope, not off the top of my head. All right, I wanted to look at the Oscars from that year because I wanted to relitigate and where this movie stands on it. In hindsight, it's kind of fun to go back and look at Oscar uh, award winners in hindsight because you also have the benefit then has has that movie stood the test of time. Now I want to go through first because I think Gene Hackman. I think we all agree that Gene Hackman. Did an amazing job in this movie. Should have at least been nominated. Yeah, for sure. And here are the other nominees Jimmy for Best Actor that year. James Woods for a movie called Salvador. Okay. Never heard of it. No. No? Uh, William Hurt for Children of a Lesser God. That's supposed to be a classic, but it's not one I've ever watched. Same. Bob Hoskins for Mona Lisa. No. Uh, Dexter Gordon for Round Midnight. No. No? No. And Paul Newman for The Com- Color of Money, who won it. That was a good now, movie. You can't really argue that too much. But you're telling me that Gene Hackman's performance wasn't better than any of those other people on that list? None of those performances have stood the test of time. 
But isn't Oscars always like some movies we've never watched? A lot of artistic stuff that yeah, a lot like of people some like, like them. You know, yeah, some France-made movies. I don't know. Well, yeah, I get that. You can argue <laughs> about whether or not the Oscars... But it's always interesting to go back and and re-examine what those were. Uh, the for, for Dennis Hopper, he was nominated... He lost to Michael Caine for Hannah and his her sisters, which Michael Caine's a national treasure too, yeah. and a, an outstanding. But also the other nominees that year. Listen to this: Tom Berenger and Willem Dafoe for Platoon. There you Ooh, go. Nominated nice. for supporter actor that year, which I think they canceled each other out. That movie's intense. Yeah, yeah. How long has it been since you've watched Platoon? Been a while. I got it back on the shelf there. Yeah, is that the one we went to watch with Dad? Full Metal Jacket. No, oh, that was uh, okay. Full Metal Jacket. Oh my god, I was like fourth grade watching Full Metal Jacket. No, you were nine years. <laughs> yeah. old. He was like you were nine years uh, old. Yeah, uh, yeah. But Full yeah, Metal Jacket. At is nine. Platoon where he where he uh, where he kills himself the guy or is that a Full Metal Jacket? Full Metal no, Jacket. Platoon has okay. got Charlie Sheen, and it's where and, and uh, Tom Berger actually kills Willem Dafoe, who they were in the same squad. Okay, I, I get them confused, but yeah, I've seen them both. I've seen I've seen pretty much any good army movie. Um, I've seen so. Who else was nominated? Yeah, uh, the other one was. Hold on a second. Let me. I, I was scrolling down to find best picture. Um, Denholm Elliott, a yeah. room with a view. Okay, I know who that is, but I, yeah, I never heard that movie. Yeah, so I did not know who that was. He's an Indiana Jones. Um, you guys are really oh, okay. good with All actors' right. names and remembering people. I don't know. You tell me the movie. I know that. Is that? Is that? Uh, is that? I uh, think it was Marcus Brody. Okay. Okay. All right, so I got to scream back. Check, I don't know what happened to up. Best Picture. <laughs> okay, actor in a leading role. Okay, here we go. Um, you got an Android? Terry, Terry. Much better than your stupid phone. We got to bring you over the... Here we go. You got to come to the good side. Best Picture. Um, yeah. It, it was not nominated. Hoosiers was not nominated for Best Picture. Here are the other movies that were. A Room with a View. Heard of it. The Mission. Never heard of it. Ha- Hannah and her sisters heard of it. Children of a lesser god, and the winner that year was Platoon. Yeah. Nice. So I mean, I have no problems with Platoon getting that nod as yeah. the win, but I can't see how we could not how, why Hoosiers wouldn't stack up against these other movies. Refer to my ugly. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> all right. Needed to be longer. Right. 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 I want to have some fun now because we've got Zach here, and Zach. For those who don't know, our our uh, our listeners, Zach's actually. How long have you been coaching now? Man, twenty five uh, years, twenty years. Yeah, tw- uh, uh, nineteen ninety nine. Well, no, I'm sorry. Two th- nineteen ninety nine was my first volunteer job. I think two thousand and one was my first head coaching job. So twenty okay, twenty. So you've been years. coaching, yeah. so twenty years, yeah. all at the high school level. Mm-hmm. And so Zach's got some history on this. So I have some final questions. Okay. Uh, we do final questions on these movies. Okay. And I wanted to ask Zach some final questions. Here we go. What the heck play was run the picket fence, Adam? Uh, it was just like a staggered screen, like two people okay. screening. So somebody on a wing. We see that in the movie with yeah. two guys stand side yeah. by side. It's just supposed to be like but a, when it's like it's supposed to be a fence. You can put those people shoulder to shoulder, like me and Terry are right here, or you can stagger them so he hits them first and then I hit him second. You know. Uh, but that's what he was Is that a play about. you run? Have ever run? Yeah, but it's not called. I mean, people. I think picket fence is just like a generic term for it. Um, uh, but yeah, it's something that that coaches run for sure. You know, and okay. and then the and then the uh, don't don't get caught watching the paint dry was probably meaning 
Once you set the screen, don't get caught standing watching the shot go up. Move and go get a rebound. That's what I would take it as because you don't want to get caught okay. watching a paint drive. I mean, don't get caught watching him shoot the shot. Go move that to get a rebound. Father. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, I had one of the fun – Terry, we haven't done your fun facts yet. I've, I realize we skipped them. Why don't we – before we finish off final questions, why don't we go to your – because I have one final question that I want to ask Zach, and this could be a source of discussion, but let's get through your fun facts first. Cool. All right. In the locker room before the final game, on the blackboard are the last names of the players on the opposing team. These are the real last names of the actors who make up the Hickory team. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That was the real team that made up the, the names on the board were the Yeah, the Milan team. That was the actual real names of the team that the, that the cool. movie was based on. Cool. All right. That's awesome. Steve Holler, who played Raid, played basketball for DePaul University at the time of the filming. When the movie was released, the NCAA wanted to penalize him for playing basketball for money. Oh my the NCAA eventually ruled that he'd been hired as an actor, not a basketball player. He still got a three-game suspension and was told to return 5% of his pay. This is why the NCAA will not be around in 10 years. Yeah, the NCAA, NCAA sucks. It's always sucked. Oh. And, uh, it's a, and people are just fi- finally starting to realize... What it's all about. They're on their way out. Just watch and see. Football is going to start it, and then it's going to be a trickle effect. So, How do you think that works? I think it'll be the powers, like you got it, which kind of stinks. But like what they're doing with the uh, with uh, Big Ten loading up, Big 12 loading up, SEC loading up, you're going to have the Power Five have all the best. They're going to have like 20 teams in their leagues, and that's going to be your – they're going to pull – you know, teams from that for your for your football. The only thing that gets a little tricky is with the NCAA tournament. What do you do with like teams like the Missouri Valley? Well, the the Power Five could say uh, we get we get 50, 50 in, uh, invites to the sixty eight tournament field. We get sixty you know in, invitations. The other ones we're gonna we get to hand pick from other conferences. So we'll hand pick this because you got to remember. You guys remember the NCAA wasn't the most popular tournament when this all started. It used to be the NIT. The NIT started getting sideways on some of their stuff, so then they created the NCAA, and then the NCAA tournament grew into this thing. The NIT used to be the tournament, though. So this has happened before; it'll happen again. The first, the first step in that direction is because football is going to take over, and they're not going to. They're going to do their own bowl stuff. You're going to have that that going to eight teams. You're going to have the best eight teams in that instead of having like you know some Northern Illinois or something in it. You know, they're just going to because okay. it's what we talk about. It's all Money. about this. It's all about this. Now, I am a firm. I I love the NCAA tournament. That is my favorite time of the year. That opening weekend where it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, I love it. That is my favorite. That's my favorite basketball time of any time of the whole year. But um, it does. I understand where it would make sense. Why is uh like I'm just gonna throw a team out there. Why is a Penn State sent home? But like Northern Iowa comes to the tournament and they finish like third in the Valley. You know, but Penn State went against. 20 Big Ten teams all year and has like a 500 record where you play the Missouri Valley and you have a 17 and 10 record. That's better than a 15 and 15 record. Yeah. I don't know. The metrics know. hard. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So much, so yeah. many factors. Yeah. To, it's hard to make it even. Mm-hmm. So, and some tournaments a little tricky. Nothing other than that is tricky though. You watch. Okay. Yep. All right, Terry. Let's let's get some more. All right. The movie was renamed Best Shot in some international markets because most people outside the U.S. wouldn't know what a Hoosier was. And after extensive research, I discovered that the origin of the word Hoosier is hard to really nail down. There's about a half a dozen different arguments of where it actually originated, all of which are not overly convincing. (laughs) I'm satisfied just knowing that Hoosier means a person from Indiana. There you go. There you go. I'm satisfied with that, too. Yeah, I I looked online, dude, and it was like... 
some really deep yeah. <laughs> arguments. I'm just like, I'm not bringing all that to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'll just say <laughs> <laughs> this is, that works. Yeah, yeah. People really working to try to convince everybody else. <laughs> I got you. All right. Jimmy Chitwood has only four lines of dialogue in the whole movie. He has three lines in the scene where Coach Dale wins the vote to keep his job, and then I'll make it in the climactic game. Yes, sir. And that's it. Yeah. That he does a lot with just the four lines. He's such a presence in this movie. His specter looms over the whole beginning of the movie, and then he finally turns and comes to join the team. You can see how they're relying on him. Yeah. Uh, Bill Simmons did a breakdown of what his stats were. They show him making. 13 of 14 shots in that montage of the championship game. So with he, he finished with, according on film, he had 26 of those 42 points. Wow. I was watching that montage, and I looked at the score as 40 to 34, and I'm like, so that would mean that there were 37 baskets made. And I'm thinking to myself, I really feel like I just watched way more than 37 baskets go in in that montage. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess, uh, it was it was interesting the way he broke it down. He theorized if he had to break down, he theorized that, that Chitwood ended up with thirty points. He thinks he might have got a couple of uh, free throws in there too, because there's no three point line back nope. then. No, nope. so it was right. straight, no, straight. That narrow so paint. He would have gotten thirty of those forty two points, yeah. and so uh, it would have been or was it forty eight? I don't remember what the final 42, score was. Forty. Yeah, well, that was okay. That makes yeah, that sounds right. And so, yeah, he would have had 30 of those 42 points. So, uh, Jimmy Chitwood was the man. Yep. I loved, uh, you know, when they would freeze and go slow-mo in the in the postseason. That was cool or whatever. But the freezing and the, and the slow-mo of the championship game was amazing. The sound of the ball. Yeah. And then, like, it was all silent. He would go up and slap the backboard, and then somebody would try to block the shot. Like, that was, that was really good filmmaking there. It made you feel like... The, how uh, the energy and the uh, and the um, the emotions in the game at that point, and that was that was pretty cool. I thought right. that was really good how they did that. I, I agree one hundred percent for sure. For sure. All right, an actual Milan Indian guard, Ray Kraft, was in the movie. Kraft nice. greeted the Huskers when they got to the state finals, and he also told Coach Dale it was time to take the court before the state finals. <laughs> nice. So they gave him a little bit, awesome. little cameo in there. Yeah, I love that stuff. I love that. All right. After this film became a hit, Kent Poole acquired the nickname Hollywood. Poole was a small-town Indiana high school basketball star. In 1982, Poole helped Western Boone High to a near-miss in the Indiana State Tournament. Poole's team lost their semi-state game by one basket. The director knew Poole loved small school spirit and felt he could deliver the movie's famous line, Let's win this one for all the small schools that never had a chance to get here, with true heartfelt emotion. Yeah, that's another great line. It's another. It was great another great line. Yep. So that's why he was picked yep. to do that, that whole line. locker room. Hundred percent. I want to do that this. whole locker yep. room scene. You're if once that scene comes on, you're not looking away from the TV. Yep. Yep. I think from that point on, yep. might be one of the best stretches in sports movies yep. of all time. I. That's another thing I want to say. The back half of this movie much better than the front half. Yeah. 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 Well, that's. I think that's the case with a lot of movies because you get you have the, you, you introduce the conflict in the beginning. And then you resolve the conflict towards the end. So it always makes it seem like it's weighted towards the back. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I just, I like the way it was filmed more on the back end. The front half, I just felt kind of choppy. Yeah, yeah. 
And I'll be honest, man, I've been in some locker rooms where we've made it to state and played for sectional titles and stuff. There's a lot of truth to that. There's guys speaking up and talking about that. You know, Coach Brown, he's a loved Indiana. He loved Hoosiers, things like that. He, he, he would, I mean, it was a lot like that. Like, it was a lot of those, like, moments like, tell me what you're playing for or, uh, or, or going through the scouting reports and guys speaking up. And then right before we get in going out, I got one of the seniors saying, like, I love you guys. I want to go out and play. Like, that stuff's real. That stuff's real. It's what, it's what still brings me, uh, to love coaching. It's the game. I love, but I love the connections with the players that I have and I'll have for the rest of my life. And uh, so that that hit home, and it's like it's that. definitely real for sure. I like that. Well, I don't think basketball probably is better suited than any of the other big sports for that because with football you've just got too many guys yeah, in the locker room. Yep. Um, with baseball, it's not the you're not having the crunch moments like you have in basketball. You have you have moments, but. Well, you don't really it, it have. It like, seems like with you don't really have like huddles and and locker rooms for baseball. Baseball, you go out there. Yeah. I mean, it's baseball is very individualized. You got individual yeah, batter, right. individual pitcher, individual play. You got to make a play. Where basketball, a guy makes a shot. That's just the end result. The guy that brought it up made the pass. The guy that set the screen set the screen. The guy that shot it shot it. But it's like the end result is just going to where where a lot of the other sports are just so many of them. But you don't get that intimacy in a locker room of four or five guys. I mean, like for an example, last year we had three. Seasons seniors on our basketball team that have been on varsity that I've been I've known for like eight years because they're Jordan's class and right. and watching them in the locker room when we go through our postseason run it just it's uh, identical to that stuff with the Hoosiers just on a different level you know but but um emotions and and just playing for each other and all the the love of the game and just like that energy that you're getting ready to go out and play in front of there's nothing like high school sports there's nothing like it um to play in front of your buddies to play for your town to play for that that jersey on the front not on your back um all that was brought to life in this movie and it's it uh it was real it was definitely real absolutely that's a great point all right terry lay another one on us the Travel Ayers, the quartet who sings the national anthem at the state finals, never auditioned for it because the screenplay didn't include the singing of the anthem. The Travel Ayers had been hired to entertain the fans during many breaks in filming. The group suggested shooting a national anthem scene, and the filmmakers agreed. Even though no one had heard the group sing the anthem until the cameras rolled, the scene was captured in only one take. That's amazing. Wow. A lot of things done in one take in this movie. I didn't know any of these facts you had. These are awesome. And that's it for my facts. It would cover awesome. a lot all the other ones already. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Okay. Well, let's move on to our I have one final question left. I I gave away one <clears throat> earlier. But here's the one where I think we're going to have a little fun with. Are we sure? Well, actually I have two. I have two uh final questions left. I I, I skipped one. What happens to coach Dale after this season? Uh, keep going, right? Huh? Got to keep going, right? Yeah, I would say. Kept but, pushing, but do you think with the he's now? Here's my here's here's my 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 background for this question. His big secret's about to come out because he's just gone on to a state, you know, a, a big stage and won, and all across the state of Indiana, a state that loves basketball, that eats, sleeps, dreams, breathes basketball. This little podunk town shocks the world and wins the state championship that year. Everybody's going to be wondering. Who is Norman Dale? It's not going to take long for everybody to find out. How long do you think he's able to keep coaching? I don't know. The school's got to go bat for him, yeah. especially the town's going to go to bat for him yep. and say no, and the, the, his players are going to go to bat for him. Yep. 
Yep. I don't know. I think they'll I, find a way to keep him there. Yeah, I think he goes there. And you got to remember, she didn't tell the town. Remember, she got up there to tell him, and then she wrinkled it up and said, and said, uh, I think if you let go, coach would be the biggest mistake it is. So somebody else is going to have to come up with that. And yeah. it's just a different time back then. There wasn't this investigating on on who this person is like it is now. You know, there really wasn't. It was like, it was more about praise on who they are right then, you know. So I don't know. Maybe they would have found out about it, but um, back back then, if that was in like New York and he's in Indiana, I don't think they find out. And plus it was 11 years ago. Yeah, I just don't know if they since. find out. I really don't, you know. Maybe. Uh, now, this day and age, 100%. <laughs> he's gone. Well, yeah, they'd have found out. <laughs> yeah. time he said Everybody yeah. in town would have known who yeah, he was yeah. as soon as yeah. he walked in the door they'd of the barbershop. Google his name or something. So yeah, but right. back then, right. I don't know. I don't know. My my thing. That's is, just always curious. I think he kept coaching. That's my. That's what I would have said. Okay. What type of a team does he have when he doesn't have Jimmy Chitwood, who can shoot and uh, score twenty six of your, uh, or you know twenty six of your forty two points in a championship game? Yeah, not very good. Not very good. If you don't, have, I mean, okay. he, he was the best player on the court. So when you lose that, you're going to take a step back for sure. You know, for yeah, for sure. All right, here's the one that I think we'll have. Here's my other final question I think we'll have a little bit of fun with. Are we sure that Normandale is a good coach? Here's my argument, or here's my, my points of discussion to kind of have this conversation. Um, explain to me, Zach, as a coach, the philosophy and the effectiveness of pass the ball four times before you shoot a shot. Doesn't that completely negate a fast break or somebody who's a blown assignment from the other team that leaves somebody wide open, his militaristic uh, adherence to pass four times before you shoot, is that is that good coaching? I think uh, I'm going to break it down to coaching-wise the way I look at it. Um, he was probably doing that based off his team and personnel. He didn't have Jimmy Chipwood back then, so he didn't have okay. one killer. So what he was probably doing is work the ball around, get the defense to flip over, and then the best open shot will take. There's no shot clock back then. So those games were really, really low scoring. So he was more about getting a really good shot no matter who it was. Now, if you notice, once we got to the to the sectional stuff, when Jimmy Chipper was open, there wasn't no passing four times. You shooting that sucker. So I think he just adjusted to his team, and that's probably why he had the uh, um, pass four times. Coach Brown used to be that way. He used to be like, man, flip the ball over a couple times before we just come down here and shoot it. There was a rule like if uh, toe the arc threes or uh, uh, arc to arc passes, you couldn't shoot it. But inside out, you could shoot it. So we had to get a post touch before we could shoot a three or something. So there's always been rules like that. I think you just do it based off your personnel. Well, here and this the, the next, this ties into my next point: um, the game where he plays with only four, because you were talking about you know. Uh, he was talking about it deals with his team. He was adjusting to his team. But that one kid doesn't do it and pops up, spots up, and hits two bus- baskets, and he benches him. Okay, you make your point, you benched him. But then he goes out there and makes those other four kids play four on five just to prove a point. To who? To all, to the team. But is that a good coaching strategy? You need to let them know who's in charge. There you go. What do you do at okay. your house? What do you do at your house? Like, uh, um, I, I'll give an example. Went out to Dairy Queen with my dad when I was a little kid. We all go out to eat. Dad said we could have this Sunday. I don't want that Sunday. I don't want that. Okay, cool. You're not eating. You got a Sunday. Mindy got a Sunday. Everybody else we got a Sunday. I sat there and watched everybody eat. 
I just got left out because I didn't I didn't do what I was supposed to do. Like I, I didn't fall in line. So that guy doesn't fall in line. He doesn't do it the way you're supposed to. It's like, okay, you don't want to do that? Have a seat on the bench. I'll play with the guys who follow me. So I'm with Terry. Okay, well, the analogy I think misses the fact is those other four guys got punished for what he did wrong. Well, and remember Full Metal They're Jacket getting... when <laughs> Gomer well, yeah, Pyle stirs up. Military. Yeah, but yeah. at the same time, you're still part of a team and you yeah. got a leader that you need to follow. And yeah. if you ain't following that leader, yeah. there's no sense in – you out there playing? It's just unfortunate they only had five guys available. Yeah. at the time, right? And, and what was that? Because one kid got stitches, or because of, was that the game? No, that wasn't that. Had was a kid it? fall out, and they only had like That's they only right. had they only had six guys at that yeah. time. Remember? Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't have no problem with that. I think coaching's coaching. No? You know, like, okay. it, it's think, a game. Man. They're going to yeah. play hard, and for what yeah. another twenty minutes? You know, whatever. Plus, plus, he was a new coach. He was trying to make sure they they respected him and the way he wanted to play. And if you weren't going to do it, he'd, he would he would rather lose doing it the way he wanted to than win not having any control over it. So I don't have I didn't have a problem with it. Okay. The next point. This is going to have you're going to have to get out of the movie for a second and think of this in real world. Uh, a real world scenario. Is it a wise decision to hire a blackout, fall down, habitual drunk as your assistant coach for a sports team where you're trying to shape and mold young men? That's a hard one, especially it, you really got to feel it out. You got to he went to him and said you got to be sober. You got you can't do, you can't be on this team if you're not sober. But he knows that dude knows his basketball. So he was thinking, I want this guy, but I can't have him there drunk. Yep. Even though the town knows he's a drunk, but he's going to show up and he's going to be sober, we're going to take a chance. Yep. I think it's twofold. One was a kind of a middle finger to all the people who doubted him. I'm just going to take this drunk off here, and that's going to be my assistant. I don't want your assistant that you left that's with. An, that's a good way to So look I at think it. that was part of it. But then the other part is about his second chances to to uh, um, to the drunk himself, you know, is – you also you talked about putting those in front of uh, the high school team or whatever. Is that a good look? But it's also you can flip the side of that and say, look at look at this coach who's giving this guy a second chance. You know, yeah. the kids look at that too. People so, struggle all the time yeah, with things, and yeah. they need a second chance, yeah. and they're just waiting for somebody yeah. to give it to them. Yeah. And 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 then the second chance happened to be one of this player's dads, which even adds another right. layer to that too. So, yeah. um, would you do it? Not in this day and age, no, because um, I. I I don't know. I wouldn't say I wouldn't do it. Like, there's, you know, like, um, would you? Uh, here's, here's a better question: Would you keep him on after the when he walks out on the court, drunk, staggering, yelling at the refs and everything else? Would you keep him on after that? It'd be really hard in this day and after age. After the rehab, it just it just would be really hard. If, to be honest, Rob, it wouldn't be your decision. It'd be the athletic directors. It wouldn't be my decision if I hired. It'd be Herb Knobloch. You know, it, it's okay. like our AD. It's uh, another thing here. That in the movie they originally wanted Shooter to come back and be there for the championship game, but Dennis Hopper said, "No, I'm acting this as a recovering addict who is committed to getting better. A recovering addict would know that the addiction, beating the addiction, is more important, yeah. and that's why they ended up keeping him at the hospital." That makes sense. That's 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 a good call on his part. Now here's my last one, my last point on: Are we sure Normandale was a good coach? This comes down to strategy. Zach, we've talked to extent that Jimmy Chitwood is the star of this team. He's a stud. He's the best player on the floor, probably on either team. The last play of the game, of the state championship, what is Norman's, 
Coach Dale's uh, play that he rings up to finish out this game is the ball. The ball's not going to Jimmy Chitwood. Mm-hmm. He uses him as a decoy. Started to. No, he didn't change his mind until his team bailed out until his team mutiny. That's what I'm saying. Started to, you know, but yeah, but that's the play he came up yeah, with. That yeah. was his idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't that's a how bad he wanted idea. to do it. Yeah, you don't want to throw yeah. MJ the ball sometimes. You don't want to throw LeBron the ball sometimes because yeah. they're. They don't always make them. Yeah. You want to? You Look know, they've got seven games. This is one last. I'm just game. Ta- let's say it's game seven. Don't matter. I'm just talking. So they're going to guard the the big shooter heavily. Yeah. They're going to be on him like wide on rice, no doubt. Mm-hmm. I like the idea, but when Jimmy said I can make it, I mean, you got a guy that says I will make it, yep. and he has that confidence. MJ had that confidence, yep. and he would say that to Phil Jackson. I got this. Yep. So I'll give you a, an example of when we coached. Uh, Coach Brown would ask our point guards sometimes, what do you think? What are you thinking right now? Who do you, who do you think? Or he'd ask, like, who wants to make the next play? So sometimes you do ask your guys. You want people comfortable in that moment. That's really what you want. You know, maybe he thought – uh, the other guy, Jimmy was going to draw a double team, and I'm going to throw it to this other guy who I know is comfortable making a tough shot too. And so he had confidence in both of them. It wasn't that he didn't have confidence in Jimmy Chipwood. He probably was trying to out, out coach the other guy. Um, but I, I know this, man. When you get into the guts of a game and it comes down to that crunch time, you want guys who aren't afraid to lose, aren't afraid to, to – to, you can't create that. Like, you can't make a kid be that way. There's so many kids who want no part of that last moment. They're not afraid to be on the floor, but they don't want to fail. And some kids could care less about failing. They're more thinking about, I, I'm trying to make this – I'm trying to make this shot. I'm trying to be the winner. But then other kids are thinking like, oh, my gosh, I hope I don't miss this. I hope I don't miss this. There's just a difference, and you can't teach that. So I think – uh I think you kind of read your team and you just make a decision based off that. But I don't think he's right or wrong there. I will never, ever, ever second-guess a coach because it's all based on um, situational or what your team is or what you're, where, where you're at in the game and all that stuff. It's like I'll never second-guess um, a decision because you don't know what all that goes into it, you know? Okay. That's, that's really brief, good, that's really a... good uh, thoughts, though. I never yeah, thought absolutely. of the game, honestly, of him being a bad coach. I never thought about that. I guess I never – Sat down and had these conversations. Yeah, but that's really good. Those are good. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I looked at that and I was like, okay, well, let's just have a discussion. Yeah, for sure. I think he was a good coach, too. Yeah. I think you're right. I agreed with what – I just wanted to be the the yeah. devil's advocate to an extent and see uh, what we thought. If you win a state title, you're, you're – you, I mean, I know there's some st- – You've done it. I know there's some teams that win state titles that you're like, okay, they're just like an NBA team. They should win a state title. But you still got to win it. You still got to win. So you got to yeah. find a way. So I'll, I'll give respect to those all the time. All right, well, let's uh, – anything else to add on Hoosiers? Nope, I'm good. Nope. Well, let's move on to our Rushmore. For this week, we decided to do our Mount Rushmore of our favorite sports movies. Not necessarily the most impactful. This is how we do things here on Retro Review. We, we're not trying to, to litigate what's the better movie, what's the more, you know, culturally, culturally relevant uh, – good Lord – culturally relevant movie it's our favorites yeah what our favorites are now zach your 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 vote's been known on this since i asked you on to this show does this movie make your mount rushmore yes. favorite sports number, number one <laughs> number, number one, one. I, that's also when we did our top 25 zach submitted his top 25 hoosiers number one terry did hoosiers end up on yours I did not i i like Hoosiers. Hey. i enjoyed it uh it's that's not as rewatchable for me and that's just—it yep. came out in '87. I was four, so <laughs> I didn't see it till ten years later. And 
I had actually honestly barely remembered it then. So when I rewatched it the other day, it felt like rewatching it for the first time. Sarah said the same thing because yeah. she'd seen it when she was a kid. Yep. So, right. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. But yeah, it didn't make yeah. the top four. Uh, number one on my list is one I. Th- Hold on, wait, wait. What? <laughs> I wanted I wanted to ask because uh, I wanted to give one other thing. Zach, do you remember week 13 of the NFL season in 1985, Monday Night Football? You do? Yeah. That was the night that the Miami Dolphins played the Chicago Bears, and you rooted against the Chicago Bears, and you cheered for I, Miami I, to beat the Bears. No, I didn't do that. I actually, yes, I actually couldn't believe that I, I grew up going to church every Sunday and then coming home, and we, you guys would watch the game, and it was the Bears win, Bears win, Bears win. And then we get to this game, and it's like, hold on, the Bears lost. Who is this team that beat the Bears? And then it's the Miami Dolphins, and they got their teal. And I was like, and that's why I've liked the Dolphins since then. That's literally when I like. Fo- you liked it before then because I remember. I remember thinking like, why are you not cheering for the Bears? You were cheering for the Dolphins during the game. Probably just sick of listening to you cheer for the Bears. Yeah, I mean, it was like, <laughs> anyway. It, was like it broke my heart a little bit. It's something I don't think I've ever really fully uh, forgiven you for. <laughs> And for that reason, Hoosiers did not make my Mount Rushmore okay. of favorite uh, sports movies. That's my revenge. Take that. Take that. My revenge yes, play. Yes, take that. <laughs> All right, so tell you what's what's first up on your Rushmore. I have one I think I'll maybe share with at least one of you. It's Rudy. I already mentioned it once. What an inspirational movie. Not entirely accurate, but it, the movie was superb. Just perfectly well done with the drama throughout that movie. Loved it, and it still gets me rewatching that. Another one. Based I have it off as a true story. Yeah, based, based off a true based story. Off a true story. Uh, I know. I know Hollywood took a lot of liberties, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But based off a true story, and it's about the greatest, you know, college football team to ever. <laughs> Was that on your Rushmore, Zach? Rudy is not, but it's in my next group. You know, of one. Yeah, it's got sure. my. Uh, it's, it made an alternate. For oh me wow! Too, so. I'll be honest. Yeah. Cutting down my Mount Rushmore was almost harder than making my top twenty-five list, dude. I just there's so ahead. many sports teams. <laughs> I have yes. twenty-six alternates. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> so many right. of them. When I looked up uh, greatest sports movie, I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot about that one. I forgot about that one. Right. So, I yeah. tried to just grab the this ones that. that impacted me that i know that i love and, and that's what i was going to tell you about hoosiers i do think hoosiers hit homes with people who really love basketball mm, if you really right. love basketball it, it like really hits home and it just came to me at a certain time when i was in love with basketball like i just came to washington i just fell in love with it dad shows it to me so it's like it just has a special spot in my heart with that i i can understand that. my first up on my much more is not gonna surprise you the one of you Rocky three. Yep. Rocky three is, is, you know, I think is, is my favorite sports movie of all time. Definitely. Um, that is the same thing with Zach. I remember when Rocky three, I fell in love with Rocky three is when my dad first came home with a rented VCR and a couple of movies. One of them was Rocky three. One of them was Raiders of the Lost Ark. And we would watch those movies over and over and over again for that weekend that we had the VCR. Let's be real. It was probably it was a whole week. We probably on. had late fees, so it's probably yeah, a whole week. I know, week. I know sure, you're yeah. mad, man. We are Martin. I remember walking over to your house and seeing the same <laughs> VHS from Family Video yeah. two, three yeah. months later, still yeah. sitting on the table, yeah. just collecting desks, sure. waiting to get returned. I honestly think the little video store that used to be up on the square, I think we shut that down ourselves, the Martins. I know. I probably did, too, because I had uh, The Gods Must Be Crazy, yeah. I think, for kept for like four yeah. months. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I had I had the uh, Faces of Death for like, for like I don't even know how long. <laughs> I was hiding them underneath my bed for Mom and Dad that I just kept. Uh, well, yeah, so Rocky Three, no surprise there. Um, it made my top five in my top 25 movie list, and it's just, I think it's a, 
a great sports movie. It's got you know a little bit of everything, and plus, like I said, it was a it was an impressionable part of my life, and it's just become a part. Rocky is a part of my existence. Nope. <laughs> so, nope. Zach, what's next up on yours? Uh, so the, these are in no order now. Hoosiers number one, right? These are, right. But the next one for me was White Men Can't Jump. Ah, that's a I, good I like one. White Man Can't Jump. I can't tell you the last time I seen it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. So you know me, I loved Gus Mackers. I mean, we all play yeah, like yes. I loved him, and it just—I absolutely loved that movie when it came out. It came out when I was older. I think I was like a some somewhere in my high school career, or whatever. Um, and I just—it was—it was amazing. Right. No, that's a, that's a fun movie, yep. and uh, the only downside to that movie I see is that. Wesley Snipes is so short mm-hmm. that it's hard mm-hmm. to for sure. It's hard to buy on him as being a a hoop, you know, legend. I agree. Yeah, it's like he's black, so he can jump higher. Is what they right, kind right. of made it out to right. sound like in that movie. Right. It's like okay, that's. <laughs> that's but one if thing. you know if you know street ball, um, you know that there's guys like that. They are just crazy with the ball. Um, that uh, that can do that stuff. I'm trying to pull up a picture of this guy. He's the coach at Peoria High now. Um, but he went. Him and his buddy went as Hoosiers. Oh, I got. I know they got to have this. I mean, it's white men. Can't I mean, it's white men can't jump. I'm sorry. And they here it is. They look. Look at those two. That's ridiculous. Hold oh that my up. gosh! Right up here. Oh wow, that's amazing. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it is so good. They went for that on Halloween like a couple years back. I was like, that's the greatest Halloween costume ever to me. You know. Um, but yeah, it was just, that uh, was that Rosie Perez's first movie. Is that where we first introduced to her? Man, maybe. But I don't know. Yeah, I know she. I know she blew up off that movie because people thought she was smoking. So <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure that was that that, that accent with was that hilarious. Voice, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Some accents, you know, yeah. can be you know real attractive. Her accent. Oh my god, not one of them. No. <laughs> All right, Terry. How about for you? Uh, for my next one, I was going to say let's take a look at Rosie Perez's first movie role. <laughs> and do the right thing. Oh, okay. All right. So yeah. it's a Spike Lee movie. So, yeah. There you go. Now my next one in is Rocky. Gotcha. The, the original. The I, first Rocky. I, I told you why I think it's superior to all the others because it's more of a movie movie. It's got a lot more drama than the other ones. Not montage oh, yeah. heavy. Great movie, start to finish, and you just that slow build to the climax of that movie is yeah. just hard to. And match. it doesn't even give you the ending that you're expecting. No, and that, you know what? And you're, you're still you're satisfied. expecting him to win. Yeah, yeah, it does. It doesn't give you what you think you wanted, and you realize, oh, what was real important was Adrian. Yep. And so that's what it kind of threw a little curveball at you, and I think it did it perfectly. Yeah, I really liked Rocky, so that's yeah, made my list. Yep. Rocky would have been my next in. I would not allow myself to have two Rocky movies on my Mount Rushmore. Is the only reason that it's not there. I respect that. Yep. So I had to choose between them. I chose Rocky three, but that would have been if I would allowed myself to have Rocky in there, it would have been in there. All right, for me, um, you're probably gonna laugh a little bit at this one. Oh no, not this one. The next one you probably laugh at. My next one would be The Natural. Uh, I had the natural in my alternates. Uh, I love the natural. It's just too long of a movie. It is a little long. It is too long of the movie, but that that movie is really really something else. Yeah, that is. I had it in my list too, but I'm actually going to change now because I have a bunch of other ones, so I can go with a different one. But that's because that's our childhood. I still remember right. watching that. We grew up watching that, and it is. It's a long movie. Um, it's kind of weird because it has some Babe Ruth. Yeah. to it yeah. but i don't know if that yeah. was real so i didn't know if it was a real story if it wasn't back then um really cool though like what a cool like um 
script and stuff for a movie. Roy you know, Hobbs. you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Even the names—that's a cool name, Roy Hobbs. You know, and just the way they do it. I love the movie; it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I think it the music, music. Um, oh, the, the score when he hits that, and it's one of the most iconic movie endings or movie climaxes of all time. Yeah, yeah, you don't when see he hits it the as ball into the anymore. lights, yeah. and then they all start, you know, blowing out. It's and he's circling the bases. Yeah, yeah. It's just you can't do it any better than yeah, that. You don't see that much anymore, and they need to bring that uh, back. You need to replay that at baseball games. Yeah, yeah. Right. The only part, bad part about that movie, do you remember when they had the psychologist that would come, and he would just keep on talking? And then they did that whole, like, it was like a five-minute thing where he'd be, where, where finally uh, the natural, he gets up and he walks out, and he's like, sit down, Roy, and he just keeps walking out. Yeah. But that, that, that psychologist talking to him was like a five-minute part of that movie I didn't need to see. You could have cut some yeah, of that movie and trim yeah, it down yeah, forty-five minutes, to keep it moving yeah. a little bit faster. But still, like Zach said, it was part of my part of growing up. Yeah. That movie was a staple in the Martin household. Yep, yep, for sure. All right, Zach, what's your third entry? Well, I was going to do the natural, but I'll skip it. Um, I'm going to go with Varsity Blues, also uh, in my the, alternates. Yeah. Oh, the, t- the Texas okay. uh, story, I loved it. Um, I know it's not the true story. They actually came back with the true story, and it's called. Uh, Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights. That's the real story. But this was a this was supposed to be like a spinoff or like a a movie of that. Um, and it's it's cool. I, it's just another one. I grew up during that time. I was in high school football. Um, it's just it's just one of those ones that that uh, reminds me of high school. Yeah, we were going to do Varsity Blues, but Rob hadn't seen it in so long, and he wasn't very familiar with it. It wasn't streaming on anything, so uh, I ended up switching it on the fly there. Gotcha. But yeah, I'm with you. That movie is really cool. It's. Yep. Uh, it gets emotional, mm-hmm. but it's a lot of football going on. It's just yep. the it's all from the students' perspectives more than anything in yeah. that movie, and I yep. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good choice, Terry. How about you? What's what's your third entry? A former podcast that we did sixty podcasts ago, Major League. <laughs> Major League was high on my list of alternates. It's, this is a classic. It's so funny. It is. It's it so is funny hilarious. and it's so dumb, but in, in a lot of good ways, though. <laughs> yeah, and it, sure. they. Just baseball, nonstop in that movie, and all the different characters that you get on a team at Major League. Funny, definitely up there. One of my favorite sports quotes of all time is, "You know that ball would have been out of most parks. Name one: Yellowstone." (laughs) That's one of my favorite sports movie lines of all time. All right, third on my list, and this is one I thought you guys might laugh at, and you'll just have to forgive me because, like I said, I'm going by my favorites. When I want to watch a movie, there's one movie I pop in, I'll turn on that I can watch. How many times? And that's Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore was in my alternates. It was it was high that's up it. on my alternates yeah. too. It's a, a just classic, hilarious movie. Yep. And I, <laughs> it's golf. Yep. Yep. It's Adam Sandler in his prime. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And they make a movie about golf be uh, exciting, hilarious, and will not let you go. It just it sucks you in. It hasn't so. been matched to date with a. Uh-uh comedy movie about golf no. you've had uh basketball and football movies or dime a dozen yep. you, how many golf right. movies you see out there right. that are funny right. and there's entertaining this, like this caddyshack there's a little this, bit caddyshack no. sense yeah no. um but then you also had like what the Le- legend of bagger vans yeah, yeah. but that's tin not cup. funny tin really. cup was good it was not funny yeah, yeah. tin cup was kind of funny but it's more of a romantic the greatest comedy. game ever played is a, a solid movie too but uh i didn't put that on my list also a golf movie <laughs> For sure. All right, so that was my third. Zach, 
What's rounding out your your Rushmore? And like I, I said, I got a bunch of alternates, so these are just. We'll talk about alternates. Yeah. We'll go. So through this this yeah. made my top four now, but it could have been an alternate too. But I, it's another one that just hit home with me. So before every, uh, do you remember on on football um, Thursday nights before your game on Friday, the whole team would go out and eat at Golden Corral or eat at Old Country Buffet. Well, we went to that place in town that was there, uh, that where that used to be. It was in the same building the Golden Corral was in in Washington. Okay. Oh no no! It was the uh, the place that was over by Georgetown Apartments. Whatever that restaurant was, that's where we went okay. for our, our meal. Well, we didn't. Now I'm not talking our team meal, our player meal that we'd go out on our own. Oh. Remember the Thursday before you? We came? went to Shone. Was it Shakey's? Okay, so we always would go. Shakey's. We'd always go to Old Country Buffet over in Peoria, and then no lie, six out of the eight weeks we went and watched a movie that year um, before our football game on Friday. It was called The Program. Do you remember uh, that yeah. football movie where yes, they I laid do. down in the street and yeah. cars would well, go they by? Had to cut that they had to cut out. that out. Yeah. But I watched that movie at least six times before my games on Fridays because it was just that time. It's just another one that brings me back to my high school playing days, and I don't know. Just I loved it. I loved it. It's probably and, not one of the greatest uh, sports movies. I don't think me. it would be. I wasn't no. going to rip on your choice because no. it's all about your favorites. But yeah, it's probably you know what it is. It's like uh, American History X, but about sports. <laughs> that's really what it's okay. kind of like it's like one of those uh you know it's intense a new age type you know movie or whatever back then it was kind of like a new age type movie but what was the kid that did the that did the roids before his senior year Lattimore. yeah 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 remember Lattimore. he put the p in his in his junk to it yeah. like, oh dude yeah. i could just remember watching that movie before football games and being jazzed up to go play on friday night so it definitely <laughs> definitely was one of my ones for sure Oof. <laughs> All right, so then let's remind uh, our listeners what your four were then. So Zach, Hoosiers, White Men Can't Jump, Varsity Blues, and The Program. The Natural was supposed to be in there, but you stole that, so I pushed that to number five. Well, it's not a draft. You could have shared it. It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right. I like all, all right, these. So all these sports movies are my thing. I'd rather watch a sport movie than 90% of movies, so... It's either gangster right. movies. You guys saw my top twenty-five. Yeah, Society. I did. yeah. <laughs> Terry goes. You like what you like with Medicine Society. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, I, I like I like like all those you know old mob movies and stuff like that. Or I like sports movies. So that's I'm pretty easy. All right. Okay, Terry, what's your final spot on your Rush, your Mount Rushmore? Yeah, so this uh, the true story behind this isn't as glorious as it was depicted on screen, but that was Remember the Titans. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that's a great show. That movie gets you. Oh, yep. man. Yep. Solid movie, just good show. I think I'm going to yep. show the kiddo this sometime yep. soon because that's a, that's a good movie. There's a lot of topics going on there. Right side, left side. Right side, strong side, strong side. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Weak side, strong side. Yeah, that's that's good stuff. Yeah, definitely great movie. Great, yeah. great movie. Obviously, had another think, agenda when they were making it, but it's yeah, it's still yeah. so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a good movie. And it's great. It's it's Denzel Washington. You're never gonna go wrong with Denzel. Great, he's one of the best. Yeah, ever. I think he's nailed that role. He was so good. Yeah. He's and, my favorite. Yeah. He's my favorite. Actor Coach Boone, whoever that guy, yeah. that actor's yeah. name. He was great in that movie. Yeah. You worry about the offense, I'll worry about the defense. <laughs> yeah, he was he's a good actor too. He was in Armageddon. Yeah, he'd been a few uh, things. Yeah, he was yeah. in Armageddon. Why you got a gun in space? <laughs> <laughs> Why you That's got a gun much. in space? <laughs> uh, what always made me so mad about that movie Armageddon? I know we're way off topic, but we brought him up. He has a kid that his ex won't let him see. Obviously, there's a corridor. There's been something going yeah, on. Yeah. She acts like, you know, and I can't imagine living life like that. But then she realizes he's on TV and he's famous. Now, all of a sudden, she's going to send the kid running to him. 
I'm like, yeah. oh, I left that off. Worse. I left that off my list. That's one of my favorite movies of all time because I was working at Disney World when that came out, and they had all this stuff about it, like this behind the scenes, and that I don't know. It's just another uh, movies get me like when they mean something to me in that moment, you know, like what was going right. on in my life, and that's why I left off my list. And I look back, I'm like, oh man, I love that movie, <laughs> and it's not even a great. Terry had that moment with Rudy. Yeah. yeah. And I don't even know if it's a great movie, but I know in that time it's a fun it's, movie. it was cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's a good movie. When he's doing the little animal crackers on her, he's like, yeah. uh, uh, whatever he's, I don't even know what that song is. Uh, uh, Rocket Man. No, no, no. it was. Uh, uh, it was. Uh, don't even. Yeah, oh, oh the the, that, that song, yeah, I was saying. When they're singing to it. But when they're doing that other thing, right, it's Aerosmith. Yeah, you it's don't a, want to miss a yeah, thing. Exactly. Yeah. When they're laying there. Yeah. A little creepy yeah. that Aerosmith. <laughs> You know, right, right. is that song's playing while his daughter's getting made out with right. him? And it's a little weird. <laughs> yeah. But then again, Stephen Tyler is a little weird. For sure. Yeah. The, the the Aerosmith videos with Liv Tyler in them were extremely weird. For sure. Where she's on stage doing, you know, a, a basically like a, a strip tease to and acting like him. Yeah. Oh my god. That was a little odd. Do you remember that one? Yeah. That's my girl. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, Terry, remind our listeners what your four, your Rushmore was. Rudy, Rocky, Major League, Remember the Titans. That's good four. All right. Really good four. Three R's in Terry's list. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. I might be cheating, and I'm going to let you guys call me on it if you want to. Um, this feels like a cheat. I think it is a cheat, but I'm going to see if you'll let us in. I've got a, I've got a, my alternate, um, which I would – but this, this is a cheat. I want to say – Netflix's The Last Dance. That's a documentary. I love it. I love it, though. It's a documentary. Ah, it is it's a not, documentary. It is. Eh, that's a cheat. It is. That's, it's that's cheating. Not, it's, a cheat. it's cheating, but that's one of the greatest oh, things I, I've I ever loved. I'll Last leave Dance. it off then. Yeah. I loved it. I'll leave it off then because I wanted to get yeah. your guys' okay, see what you thought about it. It was a curveball, I know. So then my final entry on my Rush, Mount Rushmore would be A League of Their Own. Okay. I love that movie. I can watch it over and over again. Tom Hanks in that movie is priceless. You fall in love with every one of the, the ladies on that team. It's uh, uh, it's just it's so well done that you cannot just once you see a certain scene, you're like I'm in it. Oh, he's, you know, he shows up drunk and walks through and just takes like the ten minute long pee. I'm not turning it off after that point. I know I'm sticking with it. Yeah, Dottie coming are they, back. Are they the making end. that it's, again? It's awesome. They made it again. They for made a it again. Amazon. It's a little it's, little riskier than okay. the previous one. Okay. It's, they, they took it in a different direction. Okay, okay. They're putting today's sensibilities yeah, yeah. on a story that would have happened in World War II. So. But no, you're right, Rob. It was It's a real, that's really good. <laughs> now, I had that in my top 25 when we did that that movie. But I was thinking just movies that I've rewatched so many times that I really like. And I like The League of Their Own, and I've rewatched it a lot, but... For I don't know for when I thought just straight sports movies mm-hmm. these four were just they climbed to the top. Yep. They I, I got my alternates rest of the Rocky series except five, and then a League of Their Own. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. my next one okay. after that. I could have put all the Rockies and the Karate Kids on here because that's my childhood yeah. in a heartbeat. I could have yep. done that. Karate, Karate one, one, two. I could have put all that on there. All the Rockies. I don't even mind Rocky five. I could put them all on there. Like, yeah, it's fine. You know, like I, I literally loved all the Rockies just because it's my childhood. Yep. Um, but when I'm like you, I don't look at those as kind of like sports movies to me. They're just like movies to me. Where sports movies are. I don't know. Rocky's just more of a drama to me, or just whatever. But I know it's okay. about a sport. But um, I don't look at those as sport movies. But they're definitely they're about a sport, obviously. So yeah. definitely. 
Well, let's talk about some of our alternates that I would have had. I'm with you guys. I would have put any of the Rocky movies, and that includes the Creed movies in here, and, and at least to be in the discussion. Um, I think the first Creed is is a lot better than the second it one. Is. But uh, they're still both very watchable. I got a lot. I really thought I enjoyed the ter- the paths they took in Creed 2. I'll watch Creed 3 when it comes out. They're going to make it, so I'll watch it. Yeah. Uh, you think he's I'll go dying? through a couple of mine. You think, you think Rocky dies in that one? I think he dies off screen. I think he died. Oh, you. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So he's not even. I there. think that it, he's dead. Okay, like it's kind of like, like Adrian. Pauly. He's already sick. Adrian and Polly. Okay. Yeah. yeah, where where it's just all of a sudden he's gone and he, he he's dealing. I don't with know. I can't see Rocky not wanting to be in the movie though, man. He's pretty ego driven, so I can't <laughs> see him not. I could see him wanting like a uh, uh, who's the manager dies in Rocky three. Um, Mickey. 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 I could see him doing something like that. The manager died. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that that's. I don't think. I don't. I think that'd be a bad idea because I don't think people want to see Rocky die on screen. Yeah, we know he has to go. He he. Everybody goes, but I don't think you want to watch him die. Well, god dang, he didn't die in Rambo. I mean, how are you gonna die in Rocky? <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> Did you watch Rambo Five? No. Did he die? Last blood. Well, they 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 make it seem like he does die, and then at the end they show him still alive on a horse. You know, he's sitting there on a porch like he's dying. Uh, he's been shot up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then like in the end credit scene, they show him riding away on a horse. I need to go back and watch the Rockies again. I mean, the Rambos, because I know they're cheesy as hell, but I would love to just go back through and watch them just because another one, childhood, man. That's childhood. Yeah, I like, you heard me and Terry talk about <laughs> yeah, him. I, sure. I, he, he wasn't surprised, but I'm sure a lot of people were like, really? Rambo, First Blood Part 2 <laughs> yeah, is a top five for movie sure. for you? For sure. <laughs> I have an emotional connection to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, let me. That's uh, so you mentioned the Karate Kid. I think that probably makes both of our alternate lists. Uh, all of ours. I just watched. Uh, I've actually started up watching Cobra Kai again in season two. I heard so. that's good. I haven't ever watched. All it. caught yeah. up on it. They do a great job bringing everything back. We we enjoyed it. We watched the entire like last season here in a weekend. That's what everybody says. They can't stop watching once you start it. It's weird. Yeah. It is, it real suck you in because yeah. you were you're you're visiting old friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't you watch it. You don't. It you think to yourself this shouldn't be that's good. It shouldn't be something that that's I want to cool. keep watching. But but you just again, keep going and then the story gets it. better. Yeah. We all grew up on Karate right. Kid. Like I can remember watching. It's nostalgia, and nostalgia is a powerful drug. I remember when Dad brought Karate Kid home with with uh, Flight of the Navigator, and I was just like, ah, you know, like we watched those like back to back, and like I I was just in awe of them. So yeah, for sure. I had another one of my alternates was uh, maybe a major guys list. I'm not sure. Bull Durham. Yep, of course. I love that movie. A lot of Kevin Costner at his Kevin Costnerist. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. The crash. flaw of that movie is, of course, Crash. Mm-hmm. Well, is a nuke, uh, nuke. Nuke, yeah. His throwing, his pitching motion is so bad <laughs> that uh, you're surprised they didn't have somebody on set who's like, ah, should we maybe look at someone who can actually throw a fastball and see if we can teach them to act? <laughs> Wouldn't that be easier? Yeah. It's <laughs> caught up to the dance, though. So. For sure. Zach, you have any thoughts on Bull Durham? Did you ever watch that? Uh, I did, but it wasn't on my list. I've only watched it like once or twice, I think. You know. Okay. Um, it's I know it's good. It's just one of those things that I haven't I haven't I haven't really watched it more than I way back when it first did. Soon. Yeah. It's been a while. I had the smaller, smaller uh list, so I'll just keep going through. I only have two more left yeah, on ahead. my alternates and then we'll get you know you guys have extensive alternates and we can pick up ones that had didn't get talked about. But I had also included um uh Field of Dreams. Of course. Field so good. Yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah, so good. Yeah, for me that was more uh 
I don't know how to say it. It wasn't really it didn't feel as much as a sports movie to mm-hmm. me. It felt more of a yeah, it felt more of a father and spiritual son. Spiritual kind of thing, yeah. yeah. But it has become, you know, just a part of the baseball movie. Oh, of course. You know, Pantheon. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing movie. Yeah. And, that, and the last one I have is, I don't even know if you guys have watched this, but it's been a favorite in our family now. Crystal loves it. The boys love it. It gets watched once every couple of weeks. And that's the Mark Wahlberg movie, Invincible. Mm. I've seen it. Have you ever seen that? Where he's uh, he's a walk on tryout in the for the Philadelphia Eagles, and he makes a team as a special team mm-hmm. member, and it's just a, it's a fun movie. It's an underdog story. Is it based on a true story. Um, yeah, okay. it's absolutely it, it really happened. Wow. It's a they try to keep. I mean, some of the relationships probably are different, but the uh, he gets in there and he actually does the the Philadelphia Phillies decide to have open tryouts. Eagles. Um, when Dick Vermeil Eagles, sorry. The Eagles decide to have open tryouts when Dick Vermeil takes over as coach, and he's the only one who makes it on the team. And he has end up. I think he played three years with the Eagles. Yeah, it's funny of Dick Vermeil being portrayed on screen there, and then again in the movie American Underdog recently, <laughs> which should have been my list because that was a solid movie. Yeah, I like Mark Wahlberg too as an actor. I, I like him. Yeah, I liked him in Boston or what is it? Boston? That's the one he was in. Yeah, uh, Boston, and then like I just I like Mark Wahlberg. I liked him in uh, the, the Lone Soldier, you know, or uh, the. Uh, I finally did watch that. Um, Lone, the Lone Survivor. Survivor. Oh, you never watched that? Yeah. Wow, I had never seen it. I watched it recently. Have you ever done the podcast Joe Rogan with the real guy Marcus Latrell? Yeah, I oh, did. I did. Listen to That's that. my favorite podcast yeah. of all time. Of all time, I, I've, 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 I've. You don't listen to podcasts more than once. Usually, you listen to it. I've listened to that podcast like ten times. I just love listening to the story again, and I pick up something new every time. And he just gets, yeah. it's true. It's like he gets choked up in it. This is a dude who's yeah. tough as nails, you know? And he, I right. don't know, man, it, that's, that's one of my favorite podcasts of all time. That's a good movie. Yeah, Marcus Latrell. Zeke and I watched that. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. <coughs> all right. Well, that's, <coughs> excuse me. I forgot to hit my mute button. That was, uh, that's all of my alternates. Let's go through some of your guys' alternates. Oh, I would say, uh, Kingpin, I'm a bowler, man. Kingpin's hilarious. Oh, yeah. It's such a funny movie. <laughs> Dirty. Yeah, for sure. so, Bold strategy. So raunchy, but this so good. <laughs> but uh yeah, it was it was a solid movie. I like that. Uh Caddyshack, like Zach mentioned, was another one that was right. a gag. Uh Sandlot. Mm-hmm. Was, oh, that yeah. hit so that perfect one, for me. The sports movie bracket that I did on Facebook, Sandlot won it. I remember you were kind of surprised, but it was like I was 10 years old when that came out. And, man, yeah. anybody my age or in my range, man, that Sandlot was it. Yeah. That was just a yeah. fun right. movie. It was all kind of like the Rascals for that age group. No. <laughs> uh, another, we did Karate Kid, but I don't want to leave out uh, one of the other great sports movies from martial arts, Bloodsport. Mm. Plus, I figured this would be. I almost thought this was going to be on your Rushmore. Yeah, I love Bloodsport. You heard me talk about it before. That's just such a cool movie, and mm-hmm. I know that Frank Dukes is kind of a uh, fabricated a lot of those numbers and everything that happened. But right. the movie is awesome. Uh, love it. Um, let's see here. Longest Yard, the Sandler version. Mm-hmm. I, okay. See, the That's Reynolds version too. is fine, but it just it doesn't hit the same because I wasn't even alive when it came out. Right. I really like the Adam Sandler oh. version. I thought that was a yeah. pretty cool uh, homage to the original. Yeah, it was funny and had a good amount of football in it. It was a good sport movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one was made before I was born, but it's, I still loved it. Bad News Bears. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a excellent movie. Walter Matthau oh. just <laughs> just hilarious in that movie. <laughs> Loved him. Uh, back to boxing. Got Cinderella Man with Russell Crowe. I got that on my list. Yep, that's a good movie. That's oh man, I like the soundtrack for that too. Yeah, Cinderella I, Man. Cinderella. I haven't seen that movie in a long time, right. and that I want to watch. It wasn't it on the soundtrack. I know, I'm exactly. kidding, Rob. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Tin Cup, we talked about. Uh, yeah. Just cool movie. We Are Marshall. Yeah, really good. So, that, another song. You know, I haven't seen that one. You, I've good. seen, I've heard of it, but I haven't watched it. You'd like it. it. It's, it's a good movie, mm-hmm. despite them beating Notre Dame. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to watch it now. It's going to be my favorite movie. <laughs> Are you a Notre Dame fan too, Terry? <clears throat> uh, yeah. I, I'd say I am. Yeah. Okay, cool. I like that. I like you. I mean, I'm not like. Yeah, yeah. Not like you, Notre Dame fan, but I mean, I like Notre Dame better. Than I, I like college football than I get, the NFL. I get excited when they're doing well. Yeah, I do too. I, it's more good for college fans. I mostly pick on Notre Dame because right, of that. Right. Uh, <laughs> I've actually gone to watch Notre Dame play yeah, at South Bend, yeah. so I mean, I yeah. I hate on Notre Dame just to mess with Zach. <laughs> Because I know, as I, as I said, I don't think Notre Dame's ever going to win another national title. But I also am not sure the Miami Hurricanes ever will again either. All right. So or the Bears, <laughs> or the Bears. <laughs> yeah. All right. How about another college football movie? The uh, SCLSU Mud Dogs from The Water Boy. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Water Boy. Why did I think to put that one on my altar? That's a great choice. Yeah, I watched that again recently. It's still funny. It's so stupid, but it's That's still funny. Quality H two O. It's so dumb, but it's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, dodgeball, just oh, because yeah, it was yeah. hilarious. I watched yeah. that again recently. Yeah. You guys probably don't want have this on here, but basketball. I don't. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I tried. Did you I ever really watch tried. that movie uh, all the way through? I tried to. No, I tried, and I'm like, uh, you know, this is not. It's stupid and all the. This right is not targeted me. <laughs> it's a funny movie, and it's underrated. I don't think and, I've ever seen it. Yeah, I looked at top hundred sports movies today to kind of feel out what ones I wanted, and it was on there. That's cool. Hoosiers was number one, by the <laughs> way. This is made about 12 years ago, this list. <laughs> For sure. Uh, last one on my alternate, Space Jam, just because it was fun. And Michael Jordan in it. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. That's actually really good. Yeah, I didn't think. I, yeah. wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought I that one. Yeah, it's have. definitely got a lot more playtime in our house since uh, oh, yeah, Ruby's yeah. watched it yeah. several and, times. And if you remember when that came out, man, like McDonald's had like a Space Jam meal. It was like a double cheese with oh, yeah. bacon and barbecue. Like I mean, it was... It's just a cool time. Well, when that one came out, Michael Jordan was the most recognizable human being yep. on planet Earth. Yep, pretty Without much, a doubt. Without a doubt. So yeah, that had, had. What did your th- What are your thoughts on the LeBron uh, Space Jam? Did you watch that? Uh, just a little bit. I didn't watch it all the way through. Um, I don't know. That's I watched it. It, yeah. it doesn't have the, it, It's it's too. <clears throat> it's too much. Yeah. It's it's all right, but yeah, they definitely try too hard there. Yeah. 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 You got one. It did have one little thing that made like okay, that was clever. Because then uh, I think Bugs is he's like I got a secret weapon. He brings out uh, and it, you know, and you're thinking it's gonna be and like holy cow, they're gonna have a Michael Jordan cameo because yeah. he said something about to try to tip your hand that it's Michael Jordan and it comes out it's Michael B. Jordan. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> and they they put so many pop culture references in the crowd during the game. I like. There's too many. I, I, yeah. I, I know that's what was so great about it. You, yeah. everywhere you looked. There was a different one. Like oh, and we were pointing them out on the screen. Yeah, yeah. And we were like, like oh, there's Pennywise was in there. It was like a whole WB universe. Oh, it was great. I think what made the first one. Uh, well, I, it's better just because it was the first one too. But it's also during that time. Remember that was when like Roger Rabbit came out and like and uh, right. Space Jam. It was like a different type of movie where you had real life and cartoon together. And that's they just didn't do that all the time. So it was pretty cool. But that's a good one. I forgot about Space Jam. 
All right, Zach, let's hear a few uh, of your alternates before we... Okay, so I got Blue Chips. Do you guys remember that? With Shaq I, do. And I do. I do like Blue Nick Chips. Nick Nolte, That was, yeah. enjoyable that was really cool. Um, Hoop Dreams is a documentary, but it had to do with... Hey, if I can't have my documentary, okay. you can't have Okay, <laughs> But that actually had Peoria Manual in it, which is really cool. Um, it's oh, it's awesome. about a Chicago public league team that beats the Chicago King with the two seven-footers, but then they run okay. into the mighty Manual and Howard Nathan, and they get beat by him, so it's pretty cool. Um, Jerry Maguire... Um, that was pretty cool. I like uh, you had me at the first sight. You had me at hello or whatever. Just yeah. that little kid was cute. To me, that was more of a love story, not a sports movie. Yeah, it, it, without I think a doubt. they threw sports in to keep the guys yeah. interested, yeah. but it got dragged. But by what's his name is amazing athlete being like, show me the money. Yeah. Show me the money. <laughs> uh, Cuba Gooding yeah, Jr. Yeah, he's hilarious. Yeah, the trailers and TV spots for that movie is all about the football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. They find out it's a love story. Right, it's a love story, <laughs> for <laughs> sure. Um, Rudy, I love because of ND. Obviously, the Karate Kid and all the Rockies. Um, for the love of the game, I love that. Because, That's a good Because I love yep. the director where he's like he's battling on the mound, but then it would flash back and have stuff doing on I just love the way they did I thought it was really I good. like the way they depicted that moment on the mound, too, because you know that's the lone, one of the loneliest places in the world. 100%. Locked the pitching laser, mound. Focus. Boom, boom. Yeah. He's like, and you see his, his thought process, like, clear the mechanism. Yeah, I love that. And everything goes silent yep. around yep. him, and he's focused just on that spot. I thought that was a, yep. an awesome way to represent what it's like to dial in yep. as an elite athlete. Let the rest of us know yep. what it would feel like to dial in as an elite athlete. Because yep. I mean, imagine that. Imagine being a Raldis Chapman for the Cubs, pitching in that, in that oh, in, yeah. in ninth inning, trying to win a World Series. Think of the pressure that you have on you. Like, I've, I've had to shoot a free throw at the end of a game and thought I was going to poop my pants because I knew everybody was staring at me and, and like I, I, so I can't imagine having the world stare at you and a, and a, and the world series of a team that hasn't won in a hundred years and he's just up there throwing gas just you know I just so that movie's really cool for sure I, uh, would, you, would you say would you say that that free throw was more stressful for you than having that pump bump up your oh helmet oh my gosh it did not pop off my helmet for the love of God <laughs> You had a punt uh, bounce off your helmet. In their view, it looked like it popped my head. It hit on this side of my shoulder. They were over here, so they think it hit my head, but it didn't. I don't I'm care. That's there. the worst spot in football to be the deep guy on the punt return. Somebody else could have that job. I hated that. I didn't want it to start with. They made me do it, and then I was like, I was so glad when they took. That's the only time I was. That's probably the only time I've ever was nervous in football. I was nervous in basketball because it's just more intimate and every you know. But with like that helmet on and everything, and you're, the, the crowd's so far away from you, I was never nervous in football. That moment, though, back there's a punt. I was always crapping myself. I was like, oh my god, please don't wreck this ball. We just got to stop. Please don't wreck this ball. So, um, hustle. Have you guys seen that? The new one with uh, Adam Sandler? Uh-uh. It's pretty good, too. You guys no. have to watch Oh, yeah, yeah, that. yeah. I did yeah. see that. That was yeah. really good. Yeah, it's I, good. I really like that movie. Yeah, I like that one. I haven't seen that one uh, yet. Cinderella Man I had on my list. Um, Ali I had on my list. Moneyball. Remember the Titans. Moneyball. You went too fast. Moneyball's a great movie. It is. Yeah, yep, yep. I, it's just a different you aspect think, because it shows you the analytics that go into sports now, yeah, and that's uh, what drives everything. That, now. He was one that kind of yeah, did yeah, that for sure, for sure. Like basketball now, everything's analytics. They they let this guy catch the ball eighteen feet out, but if he catches the ball twelve feet out, we got to guard him this way. Everything's analytics. Same thing in baseball. The shift, you know, a guy can't hit. And go that's up. going away. I know. Yeah, I heard. No, I heard. Not completely, but yeah. Yep. Um, then I had. Uh, uh, remember the Titans? Was like Terry said, uh, Talladega Nights. Like I don't know what to do with my hands. You know, like I love that. <laughs> so help me, Jesus. <laughs> help me, Jewish God. Help me, Tom Cruise. Oh my God. Uh, 
I love that show. That's hilarious. Um, Glory Road. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that. That's really good. Oh, that's about yeah. the first. That's te- about the Kentucky. Yeah, the first the, te- all, going up against first the, yeah. all black team coached by a white guy. You know, he went and got all these studs. Yeah. It's really cool. Based off a true story, it's cool. Yeah. Um, the Fighter. I know you've talked about that before. So much emotions when he's yelling to his pillow with his daughter in the room and he's screaming because he lost his wife. That stuff, man. That that you talk about getting emotional. That got me one time. And then uh, my last and only one is a side one. Dazed and confused because they were always about the football. And he said, "No, we're going that. to get we're going to get uh, tickets. We're not worried about football right now." So that was my last one. I was going to throw at you guys. Yeah. I'm surprised, Terry, that you didn't have Warrior. I was. I've been waiting for him to finish so I could say. Oh crap! I forgot to put Warrior <laughs> on my list, and it probably would have been in the top four because that movie's yeah. epic. I, did you like Warrior? I did. Yep, I that movie did. is so good. Yep, I, you've yep. heard me talk about it. Yep. Edge I heard of my seat. Here. Good. Yep, I love sports movies like that that have like a, you know, the storyline. It's it's not just about the sports; it has all the other stuff that goes with it. And then the sport on top of it. Yeah. I just it was a storyline, and then it like you said, the tournament. Yeah, it's yeah. There's something about the tournament 100%. that's great. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. What would be, as we've rounded out here, our Rushmore's, and we're already... Way know, over. It's all right. Yeah, we're way over. Normally, we'd normally do... <laughs> you guys oh, know when I thought. come, it's probably going to oh, go I, I was expecting it. <laughs> Sorry. What would be the next great sports movie you would pitch? What's something that's untapped? I mean, we've seen a million baseball movies, a million football movies, basketball. We've got probably not as many basketball, but quite a few. You got some hockey movies spread out through there. Soccer's made several movies. Um, I haven't. You know, tennis hasn't really been tapped. Well, for, we got King for, Richard. Yeah, I've heard that's good too. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that yeah. Okay, movie. we I finally got a tennis movie. You've had cycling movies, running movies. You know, Jamaican bobsled movies, movies about the Olympics. What's an untapped sport or or or, or an angle you could take on a sport <clears throat> that hasn't been done yet? You think? Hmm. I got a couple, but they're probably. I think they'd be more like a documentary. I would love to have a story about the Steve Bartman. I would love to have a movie about oh, Steve Bartman. He wouldn't get involved, but that would be a great I mean, like. I was Netflix when I series. first started. When you first started talking, I was like, "Well, about a movie about the Cubs winning. It's a hundred year drought, and they finally win. I think that'd be a cool movie." But I think even cooler than that would be maybe a movie about Steve Bartman and the effect that all that went down. The dude didn't do nothing wrong. You know, he literally right. just a human reaction and it changed his life forever, you know? Um, oh, yeah. And it was a stain on uh, on Cubs fandom. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was the most ridiculous yep. thing you could possibly imagine. Yep. And just the meatheads that, you know, tried to attack him on his way out of the stadium and yep. just, it was ridiculous. Yep. And so that's a, a dark stain on Chicago sports. Yeah, yeah, yep. So I think those would be cool. Um I think I'm a huge UFC fan, so I think you could take probably any UFC fighter, and they probably got a storyline that that is crazy of something they had to go through. I don't know it off the top of my head. Well, I know one would be like Tim Kennedy, that U.S. Navy SEAL who fought in the UFC. You know, he just went to Afghanistan to help all those people get out. Like that'd be a cool movie about something like that. But I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I have no idea. I'm thinking yeah. maybe the 16 seed uh, Florida A&M, yeah, five yeah. slam a jammer yeah. or whatever. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Or like, or I'll be honest, I don't want to say it now because I've been ripping on him. But your pool hole story. He yeah. hits a homer, his first home run with the Cardinals, and he hits a homer, his last home run with the Cardinals. Yeah, that's I'd like, like to get that's a like a movie. Origin know? story of Pujols would be great. Yeah, yeah. A life story. That's coming a, 30, 40 wondering. years down the line probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've, we've seen so many of the underdog-type stories that I uh, I think you may see, I don't know, where sports movies go from here. You can't run. There's only so many times you can. I mean, always going to be new underdog stories to tell. 
But I think you're right. I think you start seeing in some of these movies branch out to these lesser, the not the big four, not football, basketball, baseball, hockey. Um, I think you have a op, lots of options to do. I think you have a lots of uh, places you can go. I like to see more movies about Olympic athletes. I think that would be pretty sweet. Speaking of, did um, you see that guy just died? Um, do you do you guys know the member the guy whose his son was running? He pulls hands. Yeah, I did see that, that. guy. That yeah. that dad just died. That'd be a cool story, right there. Just talking about that. That would be. A I great mean, one. he literally. I was thinking, like, oh. the, as a parent, would you think to have that initiative to run out, get through security, and say, "Screw it, I'm a whole." Because that's really cool that he did that. He didn't think about. I would probably overthink that moment and be like, "Oh, I can't go out there." And then my kid would just have to finish. Where I love that he went out there and he's shooing off cops. Get off me! I'm running with my son. Then his son breaks down on him. It's like that might be the coolest uh, Olympic moment I've ever seen myself. You know? Yeah. Um, I would. I think you can go with some rear tear jerkers with like uh, some of these. Uh, Curling, uh, not the Special Olympics, but the no. I was gonna. That's you, you, you stole my punchline. Sorry. I would like to see uh, a movie. You do a comedy about four guys who just decide to form a curling team <laughs> on a joke and end up making it to the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. I think that could be with fun. like beer guts and all. They're just oh, out yeah. there. They're Olympic. Yeah, they take all the Olympic athletes or the Olympic athlete village, and then you see these four guys walk around. Just bug them, bug one guy is actually the one that does the slide, and he's on one knee, yeah. and he's while he's doing, he's got a cigar hanging yeah. out of his mouth while he's I, sliding down the ice. I got Zach Galifianakis locked in for him. I could see him with those locked oh, in eyes yeah. sliding on the ice and letting go of it. That would be perfect because he could do that manic, crazy like the one guy on the team that all of a sudden starts taking it really seriously, and the other guys are still just there yeah, to party yeah, for sure. Yeah, that would be great for sure. A uh, Jack Black maybe could be <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, in that too. I don't who's know if the guy, who's, the, who's the guy. Uh, I'm gonna draw a blank on him. He's funny. He's kind of short and chubby. He was doing like remember that the 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 movie where he gets the idea and his and his ID is only one name. McLovin. McLovin. But McLovin. who's the, but who's the guy that was ripping Seth Rogen? Seth Rogen. I would. No, he would, no, Chris, uh, no not Seth Rogen. Mintz Plassey. Yeah, that guy. No, no, you're not talking about the skinny no, guy. Talking about, talking Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. That's Jonah yeah, Hill. That's, that's, that's right. Yeah. He looks like a curler. He looks like he'd be a curler. I think you could. You know. I think, and then you do get Seth Rogen. You yeah. have Jonah Hill and Seth <laughs> Rogen. Jack Black and Zach Galifianakis form a curling team. It'll be a comedy for sure, <laughs> yeah, and it'll be sure. a lot of pot involved. For and sure. yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> but to, when you were talking about this, you're saying like, what movie would be the next? It probably wouldn't be a movie. It'd probably be a docu series. It'd probably be like, yeah. like think about like it. the last dance. Exactly. I think that that's. That that I, I I tried to sneak it in there and I I respected your wishes and left it out but that's one of my favorite sports things, ever. Yeah. I still go back and just Me pick too. up and watch an episode randomly. Yeah. I just really love. They're it. gonna piggyback off that and do yeah. other ones like yeah. that. You just know because they yeah. have such great success. Well, they are. Have you heard about the Redeem Team documentary? It's coming out. It's about the Redeem Team uh-uh. with Kobe and LeBron and all them. And there's gonna be a documentary uh, okay. about that whole thing. Yep. Because that was after we lost. After we lost, Olympics, yep, right? Yep, after we lost. So it's really going to be about Kobe a lot, I think, because a bunch of the, the trailers are about the leadership that he showed. He came back just to lead them to to, to redeem team. But that's coming out. But, yeah, I, I'll go to bed and just put on an episode for Last Dance. Just put it on, just fall asleep. I did it, it just last yep, night. I love it, too. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. All right, well, that wraps it up for us. Terry. What are we going to be reviewing next week? Well, in the spirit of talking about sports so much lately, we talked about the Bears and we talked about Hoosiers tonight. I want to get my thing going here. We're going to talk about sports tradition origins next week. Different sports traditions yes. origins. I'll give you one example, and there's tons of them out there. Seventh inning stretch. Why do we have it? Where did it come from? 
other different things throughout all different sports that weird things that they do or just something. Two minute warning football. Or, you know, uh, <laughs> like the Detroit Red Wings throw an octopus out on the ice. Yeah. Uh, and okay. baseball, they also have the guy who hits his first home run. Nobody talks to him in the dugout. Uh, yeah. They come in and nobody, they act like they didn't see it. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's, there's okay. dozens and dozens of them out there, maybe even hundreds, hundreds of them. But start Googling. We'll, we'll we'll try to narrow it down, and we'll talk. But I Sarah came up with this idea. I was like, that's that's a good idea. I think we should do that. National Anthem at sports yeah, yeah. scoring events. Why do we do that? Okay. I like uh, it. It's, it's stuff like that. We'll have to coordinate a little more on this one than we do on other ones. Of course. We're not both researching the same ones. Absolutely. Okay. I like it. Sounds really good. Hey, Zach, man. Thanks for hanging out with yeah. us. This is be our. This is now our longest podcast. I think I'm a date. part of two of the three of the longest, probably. So I don't know if that's good for you. <laughs> no, the computer just asked me if I'm still here. <laughs> I'm sure mine's getting ready to. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, thanks here. for having uh, me, guys. I appreciate it. You guys are fun. To it's always to fun too, for sure. We'll get you back again. You, you like to talk. That's important for a podcast. <laughs> yeah, for so. sure. Although I don't know what else I, I have. I, you've talked about Eminem. You've talked about the Bulls, and you've talked about Hoosiers. I don't know what else I can tap uh, into. If Zach's coming on. We need you to just get rid of all the other parts of our podcast. <laughs> just focus on the review yeah. and the Rushmore. We'll get a book review out of Zach because he's at least read one book. That's right, the Jordan, uh, the Jordan, the Jordan rules. rules. I can't get Terry to read a book, <laughs> and for us to do a like podcast I said, on it. So. Don't feel bad. I haven't read any other books since he asked me to read 1984. Oh wow! wow. So cool. Well, no, thanks for having. All right. Me. Well, appreciate you. Yeah, we enjoyed it, man. We thank you for showing up, and we thank you for uh, for adding everything. And uh, it's always good to talk to you. And uh, Terry, same with you. For all our listeners out there, if you're still listening at the two hour and thirty eight minute, we love you. Thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, uh, we we hope you enjoy listening as much as we enjoy doing for retro review with Rob and Terry. I am Rob. It's Terry. God bless you and good night.